What's going on, guys? I hope everyone is doing well. Today, we got my boy Adam back. Adam, say what's up. What's going on, guys? Happy to be back on the pod. Of course, Adam. Appreciate you coming back on today. So, um, about a couple days ago, went through the Western Conference over-unders with my boy Tyler. If you haven't checked that out, check that out. But today, we're going to be covering the Eastern Conference. They don't really, obviously, the West gets all the love, all the news, but today... We're going to cover the Easters, a ton of really fun teams, a ton of teams that I personally think are slept on, a ton of really fun players. Um, so today we're just going to go through each team, talk about them, see what, I think there's plenty of teams where the totals are a little bit off, if not more than the West, because the Western Conference, bro, it's so tough. Like, yeah, there's so many good teams, like, one injury happens and you're, like, it completely changes everything. And we could talk trades, too. I mean, I know there's... A- you know, anything can happen in the East, especially with it being wide open, where one big trade swings a win total. So you exactly. got to be, you know, early season bets. That's something that you got to discuss because it's on your mind. Exactly. Sure. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot more value because in the Western Conference, like even the worst team, which is probably most people would say the Suns or the Grizzlies or, am I missing someone? No, those are the two. Suns or Grizzlies. Yeah. Like, bro, you're going into the grindhouse on a Wednesday night. Like, that's not a guaranteed dub. No. You know, whereas the Eastern Conference, like, you got the Hornets, you got the Cavs, you got the Wizards. There's some, ba- there's there's some, some bad teams. Yeah, so, like, sure. so, well, the West is so unpredictable mm-hmm. because, like, every team every night can get a win. But the East, there's a li- there's a couple teams you could beat off of. Like, hey, that's an easy win. So, yeah. thanks again for listening, guys. I hope everyone's having a, just a fantastic weekend. Me and Adam are super excited to, to bring the East to you. And, uh, we got, again, a ton of great stuff coming as the season creeps closer and closer. We got the Warriors-Lakers tonight. Did, did yeah. you see the Warriors? It's, it, I was cracking up. It was like the Warriors play the Lakers, then they play the Timberwolves, then they play the Lakers like yeah. Yeah. three straight times. I think it has something to do because the game's probably somewhere in uh, Anaheim usually. Yeah, it also doesn't make sense for like them to go across the country yeah, exactly. to play in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but I would like like a throw the Kings in there or something. Absolutely, and wow. it's just nice to have basketball back. Exactly, you know? that's man. always how. how this is we were talking about it earlier. This is just the best time of the year. You got playoff baseball, you got NFL still fresh. Like by week twelve, it's like ah. Yeah. But you got basketball right around the corner. You have, I mean, I'm a big soccer guy personally. Oh yeah. You got soccer in full swing. You have, and, and that's Champions League. You got. I'm not a biggest hockey guy, but you got hockey. So life is good right now. San Jose, it's, it's beautiful, sunny, but not too hot. Um, and it's just a great day to bring you a podcast. So appreciate you guys for listening. Let's get into it. All right. We are going to get – so, Adam, you're you're the guest, bro. What, who do you want to lead off with? So what we're going to do can, – can you kind of recap this? Yeah, so – so again, uh, for those of you that didn't listen to the Western Conference pod, so we're going to go through the teams. Every team has a total. I'm personally going off the total that's listed on my book that I'm going to bet on. But there might be slight price variations across, like if you're using Bovada or, or whatever book it is. So I'm going to go with the team, the number that's on my book, and then I'm going to go either pass, and then obviously we'll still talk on it, but like, hey, if I don't see any value, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to put my my hard-earned insight global money on that. Um, or you can lean like an over or under, or you can officially play it. I don't know. Adam Adam's never bet totals before, but 
he's going to talk about, hey, if I had to bet it. And who knows, maybe this is the first yeah. year we're like, we'll see. I love this total. I'm going to I'm gonna hammer it. There's so, definitely some interesting things going on with the East. Exactly. That my money could, you know. There you go. Find its way. So that's how we're going to run this thing. So, Adam, you, you pick a team. We'll lead yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, let's start with the champs, so the Raptors. I the mean, Raptors. It's an interesting dude. number. So Such an interesting number. You you want to – Yeah, I'll, I'll you, start you lead us off, bro. Yeah, so this one, the Raptors are at 46 and a half wins. And for me, like, I, I honestly can go both ways. I'm, I'm going to say right off the bat, right off the bat, I'm not going to play this. No. Whether it be it's over trouble. or under, yeah. if I had to pick, it is exactly There's it's sharks. trouble. There's sharks. If I had to pick, I'd probably go under. But like, there again, there's something to be said. There's teams that are super talented, but you know can't quite put that all together. We saw that last year, the Celtics. We've seen in the past with the Timberwolves. Um, but then there's teams that like maybe don't have quite the talent, but they're just gonna get dubs. Like, yeah. and I think that's one of the the talent levels. Probably not forty six no. and a half, no. but. That's a team that just won the championship, and outside of Kawhi, like everyone's back. You know, see now I can. You could definitely make an argument. It could go over forty six and a half. The thing that always, you know, gets me with Toronto is, and, and I don't think it's brought up enough, is how hard it is to travel to travel Toronto, to Toronto play yeah. in that stadium. Like that matters. Like there, there's something to be said. Sure. You're usually catching them on at the end of a road trip. Like yeah, there's a lot of issues with that. I just don't like that team. Like I just don't think I, I one, I've always had doubts with Lowry. I think anybody can kind of understand at this point what he is in his career. He's a good player. I think he's also at some points undervalued. He's a champion. He's a champion now. <laughs> I just don't think Siaka makes a leap offensively. What's the leap? He uh, what so like when you say doesn't make the leap like he's, he's not gonna average twenty a game. Yeah, no, no. He, really? Because no. Kawhi Gone opens up a lot of shots. Yeah, I just don't see like I mean maybe they use him in a way that like keeps like a, a pick and roll with Lowry where I just don't see him breaking people off the dribble, you know, hitting tough yeah. jumpers. Like I'm always sagging off Siakam. I, you know, I think he's good in the role that he was in. He really looked well because he had Kawhi and he yeah. had Gasol. Um, I just worry about the scoring, and they're a team that can make a trade potentially. They do have some you know expiring contracts. Uh, they yeah. always draft well, so they always have like intriguing prospects. You know, Van Vliet, somebody that you could potentially. I was gonna shot. say we go through it, so it's it's Lowry, Van Vliet. What, Powell or OG starting at the three this OG. year? OG. And OG's yeah. sleep on OG, and he's going to come back and, you know, hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah. That's the issue with OG. Um, Pascal and then Mark. They're, they're going to be defensively. It's, it's it's a tough team. And that team knows how to win. And losing Danny Green hurts, too. It does. And I, that's I, something I that I think, um, yeah, that. defensively, they were so good against the Warriors. Yeah. And just that through that entire playoffs, I mean, same yeah. with the Bucks, the way they were able to make adjustments and really match up with any defense. Yeah. And I still think they're going to, for the large part, be good defensively. I just don't know where they score. Yeah. I feel that, again, I think a lot can be said for that culture. Again, everyone's back. They lost Green and Kawhi, obviously. But, mm-hmm. like, that team just won a title. I, I mean, you can make an argument one side, okay, they won a title. Are they going to come back as hungry? But, like, I mean, you can't, like. It's a stay away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's for it's sure. It's as big of a stay away yeah. as you can, I yeah. think. If I'm putting the line, I'm putting it right around 45, 46. There's going to be team bottom feeders, obviously, that they can pick up easy wins against. Again, mm-hmm. tough place to play. And, again, they have the experience. Like, Gasol is – people sleep on Gasol. I, obviously, he's getting older. But, um, for sure, stay away. I, I'm with you there. If uh, I had to pick, though, under. You're leaning under? Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm same with you. I, yeah. I don't think – I can see him winning 46 games. That's a high, that's a high number. So yeah. um, next, you know, let's go with the Knicks. Let's go with, you know, Dude. Big Apple. Because this is an exciting one. 26 and a half is where. And I don't think, in my other podcast, I've hinted at this, but I'm all over the over. I'm all over the over. This was a no doubter for me. And obviously, 
with the Knicks, it can never be a no-doubter, but I think that people love to shit on him throughout the offseason. Oh, they struck out on Kyrie. So oh, they, struck they, on... Signed. they signed Julius. They gave Julius about $18 million. Julius is about to blow up. Well, we love Julius. Julius, Julius is about is to really blow up. I think Julius is a really good player. I think Julius is a really good player. And I... They're going to open yeah. it up. They're going to give him the ball. It's his team. As weird as it is to say, it's his team. I wonder how much they're going to give R.J. Barrett um, as far as ball handling responsibility. I think, I think he's going to play struggle. better in the NBA. I think, I think he's going to struggle the first year. I worry about his ability to get by people. Like, he doesn't seem like he can really break people off the dribble that well. At Duke, yeah, he just he, he just reminds me right now of a guy who's – like, I could see him yeah. shoot 38% from the field, yeah. 37% yeah. from the field. Like, I don't think the efficiency – I think long-term – you like him as a player, but like r- coming into it last year, I've seen props that like, is he going to average 18 a game this year? Like, sure, maybe they towards the end of the year are like, hey, here, play 35 minutes a game, but 18 a game? So, who's, so who's their lineup right now? So I, I think coming into the year, they probably go, they start Alfred at the one. Um, they start Julius at the four, Mitchell at the five, uh, Bobby off the bench, and then you could – you can make a lot of different arguments at the two and the three. Like, do they start Knox? Yeah, I think start Knox. I think you. I think you need. I I would trust. I, I think, Marcus Morris. Like they're they're yeah. low key deep, bro. So here's like, my thing. Ellington, Taj. Like, here's my thing: is they seem like a team. The reason I would be a little bit. I mean, I mean, I know I said the over at twenty six and a half. The concern for me and why I probably wouldn't bet this is. If one of their guys goes down, if Julius goes down, if Julius if, goes down, it's up. But that's and, and like so, every so then, team. Then, so then, there's my excitement with the Knicks, where next year's draft, Lamelo Ball, he would be mm-hmm. perfect in New York. What are you gonna it's, do with Dennis, bro? You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I just think that's a, a splash that the Knicks would have to think about. And so mm-hmm. if Dennis goes down, if Julius goes down, like you have to think about tanking a little bit. You know, you let yeah. RJ just. And run, run with the ball and Knox run with the ball. And right. Same with Mitchell Robinson. Like, throw yeah. all your young guys out. That's always something that's going to be a concern with these teams. But for me, you go with the starting lineup of probably Dennis Smith Jr. Right? Dennis Smith start, Jr. I think they're going to start RJ Barrett just because, like, ah, in New yeah. York with the, you know. See, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can go. But at the end of the day, you have Dennis Smith Jr., you have Wayne Ellington. I'm not going to sit here and argue Wayne Ellington's amazing, but, like, he's a solid player. Wayne Ellington, Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis, Alfred Payton, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, like, Reggie Bullock. Like, that's a team that in a weak conference – like, I'm penciling them in for 30 to 31 wins. And I don't think – I – at least, like I could see this team fighting for a seven eight seed. So uh, this is a lock. This is a lock, huh? I locked it. I already placed the bet a while right. ago. Like people were laughing. Like and now all my friends I've told they're like, bro, like come on, like it's the Knicks. Like who's gonna score? But like I really think Fizz is the coach that is gonna have them battling every night. I think it's a bunch of guys. Every single guy on that team has been written off in some way. Like Bobby yeah. Portis, it's like. Yeah, you're not Just really good enough to player. be a you, you're a rotation player. Julius Randle, like you're not you're not enough for us to build around. Julius Alfred Payton, like just tossed around, tossed around. Dennis Smith, we're sending you out of Dallas. Like every single player right there is, has a chip on their shoulder. I think they hear the Knicks are done. Marcus Moore, like that's a team that I think scraps together thirty to thirty five wins yeah. and sitting at twenty six and a half in the in a conference where you're going to be playing the Cavs, the Hornets, mm-hmm. the Wizards, like. I'm all over this. I, I expect 30 to 31 wins, and I, I hammered it. 
I don't want to tell you how much money, but I hammered it. <laughs> so the thing that's exciting about this is really if they are a good team and if they start making some buzz early in the season, can they <laughs> trade for a stud or somebody who can be the See, offensive guy? I don't think that's in their best interest. I think long term they still know this is not the year. Yeah, so they don't want to risk. They don't. But, but, but don't like, worry. Do, do you throw in not everyone's on a one year deal. Dude, yeah. I think I think they. I think when you get in the business of trading guys you drafted at 18 years old and trading them after two years, like look at the Lakers with D'Angelo. And- yeah, that's just not what you want to do. You're not even if you get like a proven guy for Knox, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you Knox has been amazing. Like he was so inefficient last year. Like they played him as the many minutes. There, though. Huh? The potential's there. The potential's there. Like you look at him sometimes, you're like. Bro, I can see this guy 24-25 being a freak. Like yeah. he is long, he's athletic, he can shoot, like he moves pretty naturally. Naturally, he needs to tighten up the handle, he needs to become more efficient, but like this is a team that I, I can't see winning less than 30 games. And you have the two wing guys. It's just a matter of and, and, and Mitchell I love Mitchell Robinson. I don't think people people don't really consider him in then like, okay, th- this is a big man who like you know, so and I agree with consider you. I a cornerstone, but I also is. agree with you when we talk about like when you're a bad team, like the Knicks are, who have been bad for years now. People the just Carmelo thing was terrible. Yeah. So then they traded away their whole team to get Carmelo, and, and yeah. as we saw, that just doesn't work. And so the thing with the Knicks and young teams really can't think like this because it's like you just get the assets you have. All those players, all the young guys, is there a fit? Because there is no shooting there. Yeah. And so you have to understand. I think there's a point where you, as an front office, say. Is it Knox or Barrett? And we don't have to make that decision now. Really? I think you could play Barrett as a on the ball, maybe not a point guard, but like a, a shooting slash and that's, point and that's guard. The thing. Maybe the and I don't is, think yeah. Knox is an on the ball guy. Like Knox has to realize that. Yeah. And so the answer is yeah. Then I, I mean, it's just a matter of like, sometimes as a front office, you have to decide like, can we move forward with this? Or yeah. is it in our best interest to cash in? Because a lot of times I see too where you sit on an asset and it's not a good fit and it's clearly not a good fit and you start devaluing. Like It's happened in a sense to Ben yeah. Simmons. Like if anybody in the league would think that Ben Simmons doesn't get top value, but there's like little things that we nitpick because the fit isn't perfect. I agree, but I think long term, just in a in general, I would rather sit on the asset and wait because I've invested so much time and that's my dude. Like yeah. I formed a relationship with this dude. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna develop this guy as opposed to sell early. And I think long term, twenty six and a half. That's that's low. It's low, that's bro. Really low. It really is low. I don't. I think a lot of it is just the bad stigma around the Knicks, and I, I'm all over it. I think Julius is going to be great there. I think, I think, I think Julius gonna push is going to take that jump yeah. from being, hey, I'm just going to bash and, and rebound, and that's how I'm going to score my points, to like, hey, I, I have some offensive skill. And we saw it in New Orleans. Like, he's going to average 23 to 24. When AD went down, he was thinking at the end of the year like 29. He's, he's a sleeper. He's probably, if the Knicks are somewhat, even somewhat competitive, he's an all-star. And I think Mitchell Robinson is the perfect compliment to he's him. He's the truth. Because you need Julius does have he's not yeah. a good defender and that's the truth. He, I think he, he puts in good effort. He, he's not a good defender. Parts. He's just not a good defender. He's not Mitchell Mitchell will average four blocks if yeah, he a game exactly. if he averages thirty yeah. plus minutes. So there's excitement there yeah. for sure. So I All think right. we hit we hit that over. I'm I've already hit it. I don't want to tell you how I have too much money on that over, but yeah. I'm all over it. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a team now, bro. We're gonna go. Let's talk. Let's throw a boring team in there. Let's talk Cavs. Absolutely. So uh, total sitting at twenty three and a half. Um, talk to me. You 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 talk to me. What do you think about the Cavs? So it starts with are they going to trade Kevin Love? 
one would and think the Portland, the Portland is makes so much sense in every. It makes world. too much sense, bro. And I think it should happen. I think it's in the best interest of the Cavs. I just don't. Who do the who do those Portland give them? Besides a be, first, so, so you like, have to match the contracts. Right? I don't. I don't think that work. Like because of Hassan now, like Hassan, CJ, and Dame are making stupid amount of money. I don't know if they can fit Kevin Love in there. So who did they get off their books? Portland got off Aminu and Harkless that were, you know, they were at like they're manageable contracts. Yeah, they were they were actually pretty good contracts. Yeah. Harkless one was a good contract. Um, it's gonna have to be Whiteside, and you have to make the decision of yeah, your but, but you're sacrificing defense for offense in that case. And Portland historically, and I love, I'm a big Kevin Love guy. I think he'd be a great fit there. I also think he's gonna play good on the Cavs, assuming he's healthy and he's a good locker room he's guy. He's a lock twenty like, and ten lock. There's reasons to, you know. Be excited about having him there on the team, and sure. I, you know, nobody saw Garland because he played five games, but he's a yeah. legit athlete and he's, See, he's got a good handle. I can't talk about him. I really have never seen him, so it's like I, I'm excited to watch Garland this year because I, I have no idea. I, I no idea. um, I'm not as high on Colin Sexton, and I don't like the fit. But same thing as we talked about earlier with the Knicks. It's like, I mean, you just draft best available guy and figure exactly. it out. Um, and, and the fit, yeah. I mean, I, he's a guard who. Can, he honestly, surprisingly, from what we saw in college, like he shot it decently last year. I think he ended the season with like 17 points a game, and I didn't. And watch. he's a dog, but like, yeah. is that a guy? Like, I looked at him last year, and I'm like, is this a guy I could build around? Like, he's just a weird type of guard. Like, no. I, at his best, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm like you said, I'm not sold on Sexton at all. In terms of why we're going to – the total sitting at 23.5. In terms of what I'd lean, I'm again, I'm not playing this. 23.5 is such a low number. Like, they could have a bad season, scrape out 24 that's, wins. And that's like, why I think this is an over. I really? Over, yeah. And I'm locking that one in. I truly believe that they're going to win enough games. They're going to be competitive enough. It's how they start. Because yeah. Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, as a 4-5 and five combo, like, a, they've, win, a they've won. That's a problem. To that's come a problem. Into, yeah. yeah, exactly. But then you also have, like – you play in – you take into account, like, the Cavs know this is not their year. If they start off – you saw it last year. Kevin Love got hurt very early on, and they were in zero rush to bring him back, as they should be. There, there's no rush to bring him back. So if that happens yeah. again, it's like where we want to get the number one pick where there's no need to win. And, again, they're in the East. Again, they have guys like Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, but, like, I'm I think, staying away. I think I'm this team away. is deeper than you think. And I also think there's a lot of guys where we just don't know. And that's where, like, for me, I'm just going to take the route of that over because 23 and a half games. But you look at Seti Osman, they took three first-round picks this year. The kid from Belmont, the lefty shooter, they took Kevin Porter Jr. So I don't know if Windler – Is Windler – did Windler say Windler's Windler? a right hand. Oh, you're saying Porter's a lefty. Porter's a lefty. Windler's a righty. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But – I, I can see. There's I mean, depth. There's Seti Osman. Like they, they have wings. They have, they're going to run out. Yeah. Gonna, I think Clarkson's still five. there. Clarkson's 25 wins is not out of the question, but like I'm not going to put money on the Cavs to win, squeak out 25. Like yeah. th- th- again, uh, all these teams are NBA teams for a reason. Like th- there's some talent there. Yeah. But enough for me to be like, hey, I'm, I'm putting my money on this. And what you talked about too is they're a team that has to think like if. And Love's gotten injured a lot. Like if Love goes down, yeah, we tank. We tank. Exactly. So that's where right the concern the is, and that's where the whole thing with the East is like you just don't know because there each there's certain teams that are just one injury away from just packing it in exactly. for good reason. It's in the best interest to do that. And they're a team that's perfect because it's like we're gonna throw out our young guys, and Colin Sexton and Garland are gonna play 40 minutes a night, and we'll know for sure if they fit or not. Like, exactly. And that could be trouble too. Teams could be feasting exactly. on that. So 
There's concern. I just think that number's low enough that I'm going to. Bro, we're pretty early on. You already you already got two plays. That was that one you're I had in my mind. Yeah. Okay, respect. Um, let's keep it with the with the bad teams. Let's go Hornets. And I'll, I guess I'll lead it off. I, again, I'm staying away. Over is also the totals at 23 and a half. Um, and I think throughout my podcast, I've given them a lot of sh- a lot of shit. Like they've just been run so poorly. I, I think it was with you. I was talking about like. How are you going to actually let Kemba go for nothing? Like, that made no sense. You didn't even make the playoffs. Like, think about how poorly you have to manage a team to let your best franchise player go who's been there for six, seven years, and you didn't make the playoffs, and you let him go for nothing. And you're paying guys like Batum big money, Biombo big money. Like, and, and Batum's not terrible, but it's like they've been so poorly managed. Again, that doesn't really – we're not really necessarily even talking about right now, but – 23 and a half, I'm staying away. I think this is probably the worst team in the East. Yeah. You're I would paying. lead under. I would lead under for this. The Terry Rozier signing, three yeah. years, 58, 56 million. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just don't understand Jeez, as a bro. franchise. I get it. There's a panic of losing Kemba and feeling like, okay, we don't want to be a joke to other franchises. Like, we're going to make a splash and we're going to replace But that's not them. how you run a franchise. Same thing with bro. Ricky Rubio. It's the same thing with the with yeah. the It's like, I know you need a point guard. But don't lock a guy up for three years. Exactly, dude. It's even like, do a balloon deal like the Lakers did with Pope, you know, when they struck out for agency one year, 17 million. Like, yeah, we've seen it with Reddick. Like, exactly. The the Hornets, it, it's like literally if you were running like a 2K franchise and you're like, oh, like, yeah. we struck out on, we lost our best player. Let's just overpay. Ter- like, Terry. You're bad. You're, sign Isaiah Thomas. Who cares? Gets fans in the game. Like, like, like who? It doesn't I think matter. that was part of why they did Terry. It's like, okay, we want. People, people to show up. show up, but it's like nobody's showing up to watch Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, he's okay. Like he's not bad. You could do worse at point guard, but like he has efficiency issues. Has he really shown enough to be like I'm gonna open the bank for him? Like I can name literally 20 point cards I'd rather have, maybe anywhere from 18 to 20. There's no real reason to so, spend 10 minutes talking about the no. ones. And I'm the going, last thing I want to ask you this is why, if you know you're not gonna pay Kemba. I know that I think they were thrown off that he. Do you think they knew? <laughs> I don't think they knew. I, but my thing is, if you know you're, you're barely fighting for, they were. I mean, at the All Star break, they were well below five hundred. They would have to have a great second half just to make it into the playoffs, right? Dude, I. They were. I think maybe they I'm wrong, year. but like I felt like throughout the year they were like just slightly behind the pace, but they were never fully. They like, were never in the like, out of it, but super in it. Yeah, but um, trade them. You you can you could have got value from him at the deadline. That's what sure. I'm thinking. I think they thought they could have kept him at a, like a hometown discount. It just doesn't make. But sense. you would think you'd have a, a feel for that, right? Like you would have at no. Least that's what I'm internally saying. Internally, gotten tipped off because he seems like a straight up guy. You don't even every need to be tipped off. Like you literally, he shows up to your facility every day. Fucking talk to the yeah, guy, like, hey, Kemba. Listen, what's up, bro? Where we're at. We what are you thinking? Have, yeah. What are you down and roll? Are you riding with us? Like that goes back it, to the problem of the management, bro. Yeah, it's just a it's terribly bad. run organization, it's, and so. They need to figure something out. Not I don't know if it's MJ. I don't know if so they actually have an agent. So you're – I'm passing. You're just passing. I'm passing. Not I have no interested idea. In, in I don't even want to waste my time yeah. thinking about it. 23 and a half, like, I could see him winning 24 games, but, like, this is not something I want to put yeah. my money on. Kind of like the Cavs. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want Hornets. You give me You give me your next team. So the Bulls. Chicago Bulls are at 32 and a half. Yeah. Dude, it's it's <laughs> such an interesting. Well, okay, give me your initial thoughts. Don't even don't even talk about it yet. Say, tell me if you lean over or under. If you had to pick, I lean over. 
Okay. Last year. So last year they had they were bad. Twenty something wins. Twenty two wins. But this is a different team. So Kobe White. This is is I don't know who they signed. I was trying to talk So so they they're gonna go Don and Levine, Otto Porter, Laurie Markinen, Wendell Carter. Then they got Kobe White off the bench. They have I mean the bench is there's issues on the bench, but they signed Sadaransky um, and Thad Young and Denzel Valentine's back. They hit Thad Young one. They did, but it's like I could – in a team like this, Thad Young is going to have more value, not just because on the court, but like that's a vet who knows how to win. Who well, I it's think. like who else are you going to get to come join that team? Like it's one of those things where like you know like they, they think they can make the playoffs next year. With they, and they should. And they should. They should have that mindset. And so I think they are a playoff team. I think they're very close to a playoff team. So the numbers sitting at what? 32 and a half? 32 and a half. I'd lean heavily the over. I don't know yet if I'm going to play it, and this is something I'm going to consider as we get up closer to the season. But you look at it, you have the signs, that all the continuity is there. You add a guy like Thad who's a locker room guy. You add um, – they added someone else that I just, literally just said. Sadoransky. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's Thomas Sadoransky, whatever. But – I think Levine showed me so much last year. He because I was never a big a Levine guy, he but a he took step. a massive step. Yeah. He went from averaging eighteen mm-hmm. on very inefficient shooting to twenty three on much more efficient shooting. He was a bucket all year long. I'm a huge Laurie Marketing guy. I mean, Otto Porter has his issues for sure, but like you could definitely do worse as a three and D wing. Like, look at that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> look yeah. at that. So I, I. Th- I think the things are looking up. I think, again, Don is kind of a weird I, – I don't know how I feel about Don. But I would definitely lean the lean over. Lean the over. Okay. For so sure. there's a couple of things with this team, and this is why I brought them up because they're a really interesting team to me. I don't know if the coach is any good. He's boiling, right? Or um, He's not. So that's my concern. And, yeah. and it kind of was crazy to me that they didn't go and drop the bank on a Jay Wright. And maybe this, maybe there's uh, who? Jay Wright, Villanova coach. Oh, the coach. Yeah, yeah. Get a new get, get a new coach because I just feel like there's it's there and it's Chicago. It's the Bulls. Like you have a brand. You're in a big city. Like you're in a big market. You can go get a coach. And clearly they have issues with this coach already. And I, know. I get betting on your guy and like you know. I think that's what it came down to. It's like towards the end of last year with Boylan, like they show it. It seemed like the guys were bought in. Yeah. Uh, and obviously that's like. It's not tangible, like who knows. But it seemed like the guys were bought in, and and the Bulls have been run pretty poorly for however the past many years. But like, I would hope that the management like sees enough with Boylan. It was like these guys respect this guy, and they want to build off of last year, and that's why they brought him back. So there's a couple things as far as the fit. So if we're looking at their starting lineup, you're gonna roll out. Dunn and Levine, as we talked about. Yeah. Is, are you starting Thad Young at the three? Or are you, you want to start out of Porter? You, you start Porter, and I think you start Markinen, and you start Wendell. And Thad plays like 25 to 28 minutes off the bench. That would be my guy. Yeah. Um, do you worry? So Thad's kind of like the guy that runs your second team offense a little bit and kind yeah. of to handle the ball. Him you and Kobe could. White, pick and roll. Yeah. So there are some fit issues, as you mentioned, with the bench. But those are things that you can correct with like a Wayne Ellington, um, you know, guys that are expiring deals. Yeah, they'll, shooters. they'll find a deal. The interesting thing, the same as like the East, they just have to win a couple close games. They have to, you know, they're going to be an interesting team. I I would lean the over. I think they're going to be a playoff team as well. They also have Dude, assets. if you think they're a playoff team, you're not leaning the over. You're smashing the over because 34 wins is not a playoff team. And so you so get – a they, playoff team is probably 40, 
four wins. They're another team that has the assets to go get a guy. They have marketing. Yeah. Like if you're worried about the marketing Wendell fit. Nah, uh, dude, I like that. If, fit, if you think Dunn is better than Kobe White, like I have, I have real concerns with Kobe White. I, I don't think that he is an efficient shooter. I, I like okay, Kobe. I, I think he's a good athlete. I think, but I still think there's certain. Things. I think it's all here. I hate his fucking hair. Yeah, sure. Well, okay, yeah. No, it's swaggy, bro. No, Come on, why are you? No, no, and he's weird. You see the press conference when he was like, "Dude, you sound like a hater right now, bro." You're I said I don't like Kobe. Weird and the hair. That's not even basketball, Look, bro. I still, I'm. I wasn't a fan of this pick. Um, I think he's. I think his basketball mind is very good. Yeah, he's worked with Chris Paul. He's, he's played on Chris Paul's AAU team for a while. I, I think he's there mentally. Which I is just don't know. Right I mean, is he seasoned enough? He's only still, you know, a rookie. I mean, he's going to have the rookie year, struggles. Yeah, next year I'm, not, I'm just But this is a point guard-driven league, and that's what the the only concern for me that comes down to the Bulls besides the coaching is, is done. Is Levine a long-term wide. point guard? No. He's a two. He's a two. He's a two. I, mean, right. I think he's a good two. I think he's exactly yeah, what he wants to do. He can run the offense, but he also don't want him – Running the offense. Yeah, I think as a he as needs somebody that's another ball handler to take you know a little bit of pressure off where he can catch and kind of attack a closeout and you know do things that he. I think he's your idea ah. too. They need a point guard, and so yeah, where's, no, I agree. where's the market as far as who could they? I don't think I don't think next year is a year they go get a point guard. If maybe the only way I see him doing it is like packaging done and someone else to go get like. I mean, I honestly don't know who's even out there on the market as a point. Maybe go to get Teague. But like, he would be like a guy that you, would be an interesting fit. Yeah, I don't. don't I love that. this Bulls team. I, I think I probably yeah. I probably end up playing this as an over. I'm not gonna officially say yeah. I'll know by the I'm end leaving, of it. I'm leaning on, on the over, but I, I actually I'm fucking going for it because I said they're gonna be in the playoffs. Dude, so. you've already played yeah, like I played four. You're playing everything. Bro. Play you're playing thing left and right. I love this. East. <laughs> I really love the East because I think there's a lot of really low numbers and like they, exactly. some teams have to win. Some right? teams have to. So, whereas the West, it's like it's a shit show. It's I have no. Yeah, because you can because you can have a team like the Pelicans. You can win forty wins and not make it into the playoffs. Yeah, and like you're like, oh wow, like they had a great fucking season, but I no, still lost exactly. money. I still lost money. And same thing where the Bulls can win 38, 39 games and miss the playoffs, but you're still you're hitting the over. So I think that number exactly. is just really low. I think the number is too low too. I probably end up hitting it, and it's the it's. I, I think another thing that people don't quite realize is Wendell. I think he missed a lot of last year, but I think he's a perfect. He's really perfect. Good. I, I think missed a lot of last year. They were injured and they got to stay healthy. That's, I mean, any Obviously, team. Yeah. Um, I love Wendell, a guy who can protect the rim, hit the mid range jumper, plays smart, really plays smart within player. himself. Yeah. He's not going to ever try and do too much. He's got a good offensive skill set, good post moves. They should be able shooter. to win at least 35 to 39 games. And that's where I see also why well, I think this is a good number for the over for all you fans out there, for all you betters. Yep. Um, they're a team that's going to go make a move if they're close to getting in the playoffs. They have Levine on a max deal. I think they, you know, the the appeal, the brand of Chicago, it's been Dude, too long. Dude, why? I, I, it, I don't Just know. grow with who you no, have. Yeah, because they're not going to ever be a championship team. Who are you giving up? You can give up Lowry if you think Wendell. Dude, I, I don't think the Bulls even come close to considering dealing Lowry. I think he's probably the most untouchable guy on the team. I would lead Wendell. I, I really think Lowry's the most untouchable guy on the team. So that's the thing, though, is if you decide you like one better than the other, I think they signed Thaddeus for three I years. No, both. Bro. If you tell yourself, and teams do this, bad teams, and they are a questionably run organization, will sit there and give up on an asset just to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're that dumb. I don't think they're. You trust John Paxson? And- no, I don't trust him, but it's like, bro, you you don't. Guys like Lowry with his skill set, he's 22. Like, Bro, like if they trade him for anything other than an absolute stupid haul or like a legit 
all-star right right now, it's not a good deal. Yeah. So, I, again, we've, we've been loving the Bulls, and we're going to get into their almost like their brother team in the East coming up, but I like this over for sure. Okay, we're in on this. All right, so now to their brother team, I, which is like I feel like these two are going to be all year long kind of compared to each other because they're kind of the same build. They're in the same stage, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. Total sitting at 33 and a half, and this is – I, this is what scares me and why I would probably stay away from both is because I lean over for both for similar reasons. But I feel like one is going to take the jump and one's going to struggle to take the jump. Or maybe they both can take the jump. But Hawks, similar build. A lot of really young players who are bought in um, and have grown the past couple of years. You're going John Collins, obviously Trey Young. Everyone who listens to my pods know that I'm a huge Trey Young guy. I think he's the truth. I think he's the next great point guard i think he's going to take over for Steph in terms of like for me who my next guy is um and okay you go down the line deandre hunter i think they're a little bit behind in terms of i mean i know they're a little bit behind the bulls in terms of like development wise but i just have so much faith in guys like trey young and john collins um yeah i guess you you give me your initial thoughts on on the on the hawks yeah, I mean, that 33 and a half, again, that's, that's a low number. And, and that's the thing. With these young teams, sometimes expectations are too high. And I think they do have some buzz around the league, and people know, like, I mean. Atlanta, bro. Two picks in the top ten. It's it's Atlanta. Trey Young had a great year. He ended the year on fire. They're trying to do the Golden State Warriors. You know, the GM is trying to do the same architecture of Herter and Trey. And, yeah, Trey is their staff. And I love. Herter's their clay. And I, Collins is, I'm still like, let's see what Cam Reddish does. He has the tools. Like he's he's very inconsistent as any 18 or 19 year old is. I mean, yeah. How many times are he ready to be critical of a team with Zion and RJ Barrett? At yeah, there's no way you can judge him off of that. No, like, and so and people around the league and like in his class think highly of him. Like he's going to be the best player. Did you see the poll that came out when they asked all the rookies who's going to be the best player from this class? Yeah, the highest one was Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, yeah. So there's reason to be excited. Hunter, you know exactly what he is. He's a three and D guy. Yeah, he played. He, he had a great cha- national championship game. I think there's a lot to like there, especially with the Trey Young fit. You understand that you're going to need somebody to guard point guards and guard, you know. Yeah, Trey is always going to struggle defensively. Yeah, but. and so I love that what they're doing down there. Um, John Collins, very exciting young big, very underrated. This is my initial thoughts. Is is the over? And you'll see. I think later in the pod, I'm a little bit more hesitant leaning for the the top dogs because i don't know how that shapes out in the east but i love this over i love this over i do too like like you said with the bulls it's like for similar reasons like it's low it's low they won 29 games last year you would like to think they just internally just the growth in itself and then adding two top 10 picks like they could be high win, win more than four more than they did last year um i think for me i again i'm leaning over i'm gonna the Bulls and them are something I'm going to consider really all the way up into the season, and I'll let people know if I hit it. But as of right now, I just don't – because they're going to be relying on two guys we've never seen play in the league, and that is Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. I, I, I can't put the money on it yet. If I had to, I'm definitely leaning the over. Um, but we, we just don't know what that fit looks like with Cam yeah. and DeAndre. We don't know how ready they are. Again, I'm a big Cam Reddish guy. I think last – I mean, at Duke, it's just weird, you know. Like you're playing with two guys that just the mindset was more like this is. Uh, he was the third option, which is weird. 
Um, and so for me, I'm a huge Trey Young guy. He did things at a, as an 18 year old that you he's pulling from the logo down one with like two minutes left. Like it's crazy. It really is crazy. And I think that guy can be so good. I love John Collins. I think they really are a team that gets it. I love the coach. I love the GM. Yeah. I love everything that's going on in Atlanta, but I got to wait a little bit more. Um, to be able to put money on 33 now. So you don't think they're a playoff team? You don't think they're a top I'm eight? not going to say they're not. I'm going to say that I don't know. So here's my concern. There's a couple things. And you've you, you good, been good about highlighting it. But if Trey Young gets hurt, where is their backup? I mean, they don't have I – mean, Yeah, Trey so Young's hurt, it's out the window. They have a couple good bets. I mean, they have Evan Turner. Uh, I guess you can say that, you Vince, know, Vince. The Vince, best yeah, vet. the right? best vet. He's never – I think actually this is his last year. but We've been saying that for like five years. Yeah, so we'll see. I think this has to be his last year. But he's a good the, locker room guy. Like at what point, like their best locker room guy. Bro. They have Chandler Parsons on a twenty-five million dollar deal. They're gonna cut bait with him. Chandler Parsons, bro. Yeah, they're gonna I cut bait with him. I don't know if I feel bad. I don't for feel him. bad for him. I don't know. If I, I mean, the knee bad injuries. Or... That's always yeah, a shitty he's thing. Chilling up for life. He's chilling for life. He's making good money. <laughs> uh, so okay, so with this team, you know, that's the concern. Really, is Trey is the engine that goes, and he's gonna go if he's healthy. He's gonna go. I. Seriously, think that he could be an all star in these. I really do so too. That's when when you're when we're talking that big. They're a playoff team, and that thirty three and a half it just isn't going to work. I like you know the same thing that you talked about. All the reasons that we're concerned about the Bulls, I don't have those with the Hawks because of the coaching, because of the system, because of the culture. Yeah. It's very similar to the Warriors. Yeah. It's just what you said. Like they are raw. They're, they're so gonna have raw. Some, and, and the concern so is young. how are they finishing games? Are they finishing games with Dude, four 19-year-olds out there? guarantee you there's going to be games where they're up 10 with yeah. four minutes left and they lose. And those are the heartbreaker ones yeah. and those would swing that number. Exactly. I just, like you said, 29 wins last year, add two top 10 picks. I don't see that number going down. I'm very heavily leaning the over as with the Bulls, but you're again, you're leaning on guys like DeAndre Hunter and uh, Cam Rush, who we've never seen. They're literally 18, 19. Yeah. And, and so and and Trey, and if Trey gets hurt, that's yeah. a disaster mode. I also and love DeAndre Bembry. We didn't talk about him, but I'm a big Bembry guy. I'm not as high on DeAndre. I think he I'm not going to say he's an all-star. Yeah, no, he does things. I mean – I like what he does. Are like they going to play Evan Turner a lot? Because Evan Turner has been a disaster the last couple of years. I thought he was terrible in Portland. He won't get more than 20 minutes a game. He's the backup guard. I mean, yeah. he's – but, I mean, think about that. If Trey goes down, you're starting Evan Turner as your, as your point guard, essentially. I don't no, know who else you start. And so that's where they need to make a deal. They yeah. need to have a good backup point guard to come in. Inish Smith, give him, give him some insurance where Trey Young isn't playing 38 minutes a night and yeah. getting double teams thrown out in a half court, which yeah. is what's going to happen. And they're going to, you know, let anybody else beat you. Yeah, let, I'm with let you, bro. Let us drop 30 on us. Let I am 100% with you. So I, that's the thing is they have to win those close games, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pencil them in. You're going to pencil them in? Yeah. Dude, you're literally playing things <laughs> left and right, Brody. Exactly. I love it, though. I love it. Um, I'm with you. I think, again, it's hard for me to put it with Reddish and DeAndre, but as we get closer and closer, if – They're going to be a fun team to watch. Oh, Let's for sure. Let's say that. Even if I lose money on this, which I lose money in gambling. Yeah. I've been shit this football season, so I think I'm just this excited. Is it. I love basketball, bro. All right. <laughs> let's finish up. Before we take a quick break, let's finish up with um, really the the last bad, bad, bad team, um, and that's the Wizards. Sitting at 27 and a half, and a lot of people – like I, you can make the argument this could end up being the worst team in the league, um, and you're getting four four more games than like the Cavs and Hornets. Um, it's really Bradley Beal, and then nothing. Yeah. Um, and so if Beal goes down, this team is winning maybe 15 games. Uh, but I'm staying away. I'd lean under. 
I've been under 27. I would see him winning 25 games, 26 games. Bradley Beal's a monster, and he's going to win some games for you on his own. He's a monster. Oh, he's, yeah, he's a monster. Know, last time I was on the pod, I yeah, you're a big Brad Beal guy. One of my guys. And, uh, but outside of that, like, who do you have? And it's the same thing as what we talked about, like how teams are going to play. It's literally, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, you can score 40 on us. Like, yeah, sure. Dude, like, uh, this I team think is Isaiah just, would take 20. <laughs> dude, like this team just isn't – like the whole game plan when you go into Washington is just shut down Bradley Shut Beal. Brad down. Okay. Throw bodies at him. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in betting on this team because I don't want to watch their games. Exactly. Like, it's that's it's a complete stay away. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete stay away. It's me. a complete just, stay away. And they're the same team. Like if you – if Bradley Beal goes down at all, if he's any lingering injury, you just you – just You're not – Bradley – Mail it more than mail it and they might not win do 15 they, games. Do they trade Bradley Beal? I think they have to consider it if they get a package that's that's worth. Where's what if, package? If they can get any sort of package that we've seen for the star players, the Jimmy Butler package to to uh, Minnesota, the, obviously the AD package, obviously the Paul George package, and and they probably Bradley Beal's not quite there yet, but we've seen some really nice packages for star players, um, and if they can get anything close to what we've seen, you take it. I want Bradley Beal back in playoffs. Selfishly. I do too, and, and so I hope they trade him. I do too. He took a lot. He took a big jump last year, and and so they're not going to be good anytime soon. No, and even Bradley Beal, just Bradley Beal, isn't going to win them a chip. I don't think anybody's going to go play with Bradley Beal. Yeah, I will highlight. I love Troy Brown, Oregon guy. I mean, man, I, I don't love him, but he's, he, he's shown something. Rui is exciting. I don't. I'm not sold on him, but he's exciting. What do you think about that pick that was thrown through a lot of people off. Yeah, I would have rather gone with the other. He wasn't even my favorite Gonzaga guy in the draft. So. Yeah, and I like him. He's gonna be. A I, it's weird. I just think he's kind of undersized. And I, I love and Clark. I the natural Clark was just freak. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. And, and Thomas Bryant showed some things last year. He played really hard. That team's uh, just a stay away. It's, it's just a, a complete watch. stay yeah. away. Not even close to something I want to touch. Absolutely. And again, that's the great thing about playing these is like every night you're, you're rooting for a team because like you have these. You, I'm gonna hold you and make you put down at least. Three bets on totals, and this year, and uh, any night we'll we got like we got Bulls Hawks. So you know I'll be here, bro. Absolutely. Any, anyways, we're gonna take a quick break. Head to today. We're gonna do two burning questions, um, and then we'll we'll come back with some some heat on the second half of the Eastern Conference. All right, we're back with two burning questions today because. I already know this podcast is going to go damn near two hours. So um, here we go. First one, Adam, if you had to make a pick right now, are you taking Zion and the field? Or, or sorry, are you taking Zion or the field for rookie of the year? I think I'm going to take the field. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite in the field? Just real quick. Who's your favorite within that field? So this doesn't mean that he's my favorite guy in the draft. It's just as far as rookie, rookie of the year. Of the year. And where I would put my money, it would be with John Moran. Okay, so we do take Zion and Jaw or the field? I would take Zion and Jaw. Because so the thing with Zion is they have a team there. Like they have a team, and Drew Holiday's a guy, JJ Reddick, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, there's a lot of mouths to feed. And, and Zion's not a guy that you, you don't know, give him the ball and say go. And maybe that unleashes him where he doesn't yeah. have to be that and he just eats off of, you know, scraps and just, you yeah. know. Being in the open field, they're going to play fast. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. They're going to play so wait. fast. They probably them and the Hawks yeah. are going to play the yeah. fastest. Yeah, but I agree. I'm yes. going the field, and let me bring this to your attention. You can get Zion. It, there's a prop right now: Zion versus the field. It's essentially fifty fifty. You put a hundred bucks on the field, you get a hundred bucks, which is something I'm considering. Yeah, so I just because, like you said, 
Yeah. There's and Jaw's gonna get eight the keys to field to the Ferrari. Mm. They're gonna set let Jaw get oh. Jaw and Jaron Jackson. I think Jaw's my favorite to win it. Yeah, me too. I, a while ago, I put a uh, uh, hundred on Ben Simmons and rookie of the year. Yeah, plus five hundred. <laughs> Dang. I I really have a feeling that this is. I I didn't bet on it last year because I didn't know with Trey or Doncic or even Aiden. But this year, bro, like yeah, we played great last year. That, that's a fun class. Yeah, I, I don't know if this class is it's definitely not going to be the same. It's definitely not as fun as um, last year's class was unreal. Last year's class was incredible. And the thing is with this class is, is Garland somebody? If, if the Cavs, you know. I, I Garland would have Cavs. to go absolutely clean off yeah. to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. But I agree. I'm but with we you. We don't know. We don't know anything. I think Jaw's my favorite. Um, and like you said, dude, the Pelicans, you can go down the list. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, yeah. J.J. Redick. Derek favors like, and you could keep going. So my concern here, the only concern with where I could potentially lean Zion, I still wouldn't, and that's this is just where, from a gambling perspective of the media narrative of just how big his hype yeah. is, and like if and they're playing factor, good, for sure. and if they're playing good, like that's the other thing too. The concern is with the Grizzlies, Jaw's gonna probably have the best numbers. They're gonna be bad, and if the if the Pelicans are good, and, and you know hit the over twenty seven and a half of the Grizzlies, they're gonna win thirty three games. There it is, dude. but. But I if they're agree. bad, if, if they're agree. bad and the Pelicans are you gotta factor that then in. the narrative is driven that Zion you is, you know, coming in, sure. first playoff appearance. Like, there's a lot of things that, like, you'd be concerned if you're putting your money I agree. In. All right, next one, and last one. Rank these four bigs in order. Start from four to one. We got John Collins. We got DeAndre Ayton. We have Laurie Markkinen, and we have Marvin Bagley. Rate them four to one. And so this is just like who I like or just long talent term, wise. Long term, you're a GM right now, starting okay. Adams, Adams team. Yeah. So for me, four is Lowry. Okay. Um, and all these guys I like all of them. So yeah, you know, no, they're all good young big. So there's no wrong answer here. For me, the concern with Lowry is just defensively. I don't. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and you know he he's a great shooter. He's a knockdown shooter. I mean he's he's a problem. Yeah. Um, I agree. Four Lowry. Four Lowry. Three is Collins. Okay. Um, and just, you know, I just haven't seen enough of Collins' offensive game. And, and yeah. I still think, you know, but he's young. And, you know, I just don't think he's in the same class as Aiden and Bagley. And I would probably go Aiden to Bagley one. I just think the things that Bagley can do, man, and like yeah. just he's a natural he's athlete. A, he's he's perfect ten, for the modern game. Yeah, yeah, he's perfect for the modern game. He's Chris Bosch with way more handle, way yeah. more, you know, Balance, yeah, everything. Honestly. So like, it reminds me exactly of a young Chris Bosch. I mean, when yeah. Chris Bosch back in the day when he was in Toronto was We talked about insane. it on the lefty pod, bro. He's not. He's insane. So Bagley, in my mind, I think is, if I'm a GM, he's the one I'm going to take. And like, yeah. it's crazy looking back on that draft. I mean, I don't think Aiden was the wrong choice. I mean, I wouldn't have taken him personally. I think Doncic was, I mean, and everyone can say now. Yeah, now it's easy. But, but And Aiden's going to be damn good, bro. He's going to be yeah, really damn he's, good. He's, it's tough because the two guys after him are studs. I mean, and yeah. Trey's in that class. Like, there's a lot of really there's good players. There's a lot of really, really good players. And he might just not get, like, he's going to be a good player. I just don't know, especially in yeah. the West, that he's going to ever get. I mean, there's a chance that DeAndre Aiden might never yeah. be an all-star. And I can, there's a chance. I think he eventually gets there. But I'm going to go Collins, Laurie. Mm. It's for sure Collins four, and I love Collins, but the upside, it's just like, he, yeah, he could be a solid, like a better, more athletic Paul Millsap and maybe a one or two all-star appearance, but that's the ceiling. I think it's him four. I honestly don't know between Laurie and Aiton. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably go Aiton then Laurie, and then Bagley's number one for me. And it's, I'm not going to say it's not close, but like it's clear. It's clear, right? Bagley's yeah. a star. 
Yeah. And I can't wait to see him, De'Aaron, Buddy Hill, Bogdan. Like, I hope they give him more shine and let him. Yeah, last year he was a rookie, bro. He was 18 years old. I don't think they knew he was. I don't even think yeah, they realized. I don't think they realized how yeah. good he was. And yeah, he was they're like, like, oh, shit. shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then, like, we got an all-star, yeah, bro. Yeah, and that's like with young teams, that's you know how it goes a lot of yeah. and, and they're going to be exciting. I just think. Yeah, Bagley to me is he's what you said, a ten time all star. Like he's it was that was a thing for me. Like if you're not sold on Doncic, which is okay because there's concerns with the athleticism. I mean, now there's not any concerns and there yeah. shouldn't be. But there was before the draft, and you don't yeah. know. I just thought Bagley was a safe pick. I just yeah. like, you just know this guy's yeah. perfect for the new game. Like DeAndre Aiden, I think in in, in 2008, 2009 time when there was a more traditional big, and he he does stuff that you know he still he moves well. Still moves well, can shoot. Yeah, but like yeah, I, I'm with you. Defensively, he was he's not good. No, <laughs> like he's, and and he's got time. Like oh yeah, there should be no reason. Eventually, he can't be decent. Yeah, but so, yeah, all right, I'm with you. Okay, so we're on the same page. We just the only disagree yeah. was the Collins uh, louder, which is like I said, no wrong answer there. Yeah, all right, let's get back into it. All right, we're back for the second half of the Eastern Conference over unders, um, and this half is going to be a lot more focused on the top teams. Um, we've gotten a lot of the bad teams out of the way, and so I'm going to pick. I'm going to lead us off with a banger. I'm going to lead us off with a play. For me, that's already an official play that I don't think people are thinking about. Like, But I'm going to break it down to you why this is a play. Celtics. 48 and a half. I'm going over. And it's not close. Um, I'm playing this. I've already put money on it. 48 and a half is just too damn low, bro. You have a team. I don't even know. I, I haven't looked it up. But the year before when they went were one game away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals, that was without Kyrie. So that was a base already. You already know they could get to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. It's basically that team, but Tatum and Brown are two years better. They added an all-star point guard. They still have Marcus Smart. Hayward's two years now recovered. They, uh, again, I know you lose Al Horford, which is tough. But you, so the big is the only place that I'm concerned. But you have, the thing that I don't think people realize is you have a great coach. 48 and a half in the East? That's pretty damn low. Like, that's really low. You can win 49 games, and that's whatever. Like, that's a good amount of games. But this is a Celtics team that knows how to win, has a good coach, and Kemba Smart or Kemba Smart, Tatum, and Brown just spent a whole summer playing basketball together. Like they not well. They're not well, <laughs> sure. But you're not gonna have the chemistry issues that you had last year. Like those four have all played together, and I would be shocked if this team doesn't win 50 games. Like, the talent is at a 50-plus level. The coaching is there, and the chemistry should be there. And you have guys like Tatum and Brown taking another jump. You have Kemba, who literally, he was a monster all year long, and you don't have to worry about, ah, is Kemba going to struggle? to fr-? Like, they all played together. They should 100% be on the same page. Marcus Smart was there too. And again, the big is a concern, but not enough for me to be like, well, I, there should be no way they win 48 so games. You pencil this one in. You're I've already penciled this in. It's an over for me. So I would lean over. Losing Al Horford is a huge, huge problem. And you're replacing him with one of the worst pick and roll defenders in the league in this campus. Does Robert Williams make a jump? Is he somebody that they, they bought into? I mean, I, I'm trying to think. The concern, obviously, I really like Stevens, and I think Hayward's going to be better. Um, what do you think? 
the market is for Jalen Brown as far as if they're going to pay him. Because he wants yeah, I was talking my buddy. million. Dollars. He saw that. Exactly. Right? I think for me, it's like I see both sides. I see how from the Celtics, it's like, no way. dog, you haven't showed enough for us to pay you this. But I see Brown's side like, bro, like I, I also haven't been given the opportunity like a lot of these young guys have. I've, you've got me playing a weird-ass role 25 minutes some nights, 33 minutes other nights. With guys like Kyrie, with guys like Tatum, with guys like Hayward, like I don't know my role. Yeah. Like half of basketball is mental, and like it's one thing if you you're a guy like Devin Booker, like hey bro, you're getting 35 minutes a night, you can shoot it whenever the hell you want. I think Brown, I, I don't think he, I don't think it's unfair for him to be like, I could be one of those dudes. Like Jamal Murray just got this amount of money. Like there's. There should be no reason why he can't think, hey, I can be a dude that you give me 100 plus. Maybe I haven't shown it yet, but I'm 22 years old. I can be there. He is what every team is looking for, the 6'7 wing that can guard one through four. The mold is perfect. Yeah, like he's going to get paid. I don't know if he's going to get that 170 because I just don't think the numbers are there. Um, but there's teams are reckless. I mean, we don't know. You know, these guys, some of these owners, some of these GMs have no idea what they're doing. The concern for me – it comes to the bigs. They're bigs. It, they're going to get eaten alive. And especially in the Eastern Conference when you have to go against an Embiid. They're, they're just concerned Gasol. Yeah. There's a lot of big yeah, nights. Fair. And they have to make a move. And, and I really love Grant Williams coming out of the draft. I do too. Tennessee. Just solid. Solid player. Just solid. You just know he's going to be a good player. Tatum's going to make a leap. Yeah. It's it's Tice. It's Tice and Cantor down low. I think Tice can play solid in 20 minutes. I think Cantor can play solid in 20 minutes. And then maybe you throw Taco in there for like – Five to ten, and and just hope he can protect the rim, and just just taco, just stand there with your hands up. You don't have to do anything else. I think they have enough everywhere else where it's like, bro, you have Kemba, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Those five alone should be more. And they've they're not just thrown together; they've played together now. So you have Stevens, who I would hope has learned a little bit from last year, and it's like, all right, Terry's gone, Kyrie's gone, Horford's gone. You guys are all going to get a little bit more shots. Let's focus on winning games. We know we can win games. Two years ago, without Kyrie and Hayward, we were just in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, let's focus on winning games. And uh, I have this penciled as an easy over. I think people are kind of it's it's been easy because of what happened last year. Because in the public's eyes, this team got worse on paper and already was bad last year. So it's like, all right, what like what are they going to do? But yeah. This and team's going to win 51 to 54 games next year. And they're playing in the East. And there's and a lot of bad teams in the East that – They're going to play the Hornets. On, on, the, on the Celtics having a bad night, they're still going to win teams. Yeah. Winning teams. So they're, they're, they're going to win 50 the, plus games. The reason I lean one, the Laker fan of me just isn't going to root for yeah. <laughs> a Celtics. That's fair. Um, the other thing where I'm just a little hesitant is, is the bigs and where the market is. Really, I mean, losing Horford is a huge blow. And not only do you lose Horford, you lose him to a contender. I mean, that stinks. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, I mean, I'm not even saying this team has to go win 58 games. You go win 49 games, which is a 5, 4, 5, 6 seed. So do you like, see a player that fits? Because in my mind, they don't – they have offense. I would have loved for them everywhere. Get. They need a good defensive big that can – like a Mitchell Robinson type. Yeah, you're not going to get Mitchell. No, no. But, uh, you know, I mean, similar mold of just uh, rangy, athletic five. That, yeah. You know, Willie Cauley-Stein, like a – Collie Stein would have been a similar, similar. I think. I think. Yeah, they could have stead to find someone more defensive minded. Because they're going to have. Is a they're going to score. They're going to score the ball. Yeah. They're guards. Yeah. Everybody, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but I also don't think they need to get 
I think Bob Williams can do that for them. I think he can be that that player. I don't know how big of a jump he takes, but I feel confident enough in what they have that that's a 52 to 50. How does their starting three. lineup look? If I mean, I'm not Brad Stevens, but if I if I am Brad Stevens, it's Kemba one. Um, Kemba one. Smart two. Jalen three. Tatum four. Tice, Tice or Cantor five. And then you bring Hayward off the bench. Again, it's still there's still going to be adjustments to be made in terms of figuring out the rotation, but that's why Brad Steven gets paid millions of dollars. He's like, a good coach. Figure that really out. You should be able to figure that out, and uh, we should be able to go win 50 games. And that's the thing, too, is like we put too much into – like people were doubting Brad Stevens, and of course he deserves some blame for not making that fit work, but that was that a was tough, tough team. And we forget the year before that he literally took a team that had both Hayward and – Kyrie out and, and that exactly he's a good coach that's and, why basketball is all mental and he's very much like this team is going to fit his personality well I think Kem is a perfect superstar that he needs yeah Kem is Kem is never really won but for whatever reason I get the feeling so, that that's what he cares about most isn't I it? think you start where well, this is where we disagree I think you start Gordon I think you bring Jalen off the bench that's fair. I so, could also so the reason I do that. that is it, I think Gordon just needs a little bit more confidence he'd be a great secondary ball handler with Kemba. Why should a guy who's been an all-star multiple times need confidence? I don't think, oh, it's, I don't that think it's already. I think it's the confidence of just his, this team trusting, has my back, trusting his body, yeah, trusting his body okay. too, and like that's more it is more than anything. Um, and I also think this gives Jalen a chance to be unleashed. And, and you could say, as an organization, what do we have in Jalen? Let's give him the keys to our second team. He's going to run it. We know we can put defensive, we can put shooters around him. Like I think Jalen has that in his game. I really yeah. do. I've seen enough that I, you know. I really like what Jalen is. And then you know you can also build up trade value doing that. Like There's a lot of good things that come from doing that. Yeah. I don't think Jalen's the type of guy that's going to want to take a bench role. No, clearly no. Clearly no, he wants $170 <laughs> yeah. million, so he's not that type of guy. Yeah. But I don't think any guy should be like, I want to take a bench He's good. He's legit. Yeah. Like He knows. That's the thing with where they might have to look to deal him because, one, I don't know if he loves the fit here. I think he looks at, like what you said, a Devin Booker type thing where he's like, I can be playing 35 minutes a night and be an all-star. Like, he believes he that. He also has to understand, like, you are fortunate in a lot of ways to be playing with this team and have exposure to these type of games. And, and it covers I think some he's of his flaws. Because it covers some of his flaws. It does. And every player at this age is going to have some flaws. But I'm with – You have to decide with yeah. him. You, I think – it didn't work with Hayward, Tatum, and Brown as a three wings. I but I think it was see- also because they had Kyrie as their point. Yes. And and so that's where, like, the Horford thing did. If you can go back, I mean, do you pay him that money? It's a lot of money. No. I know? think it's okay. I think it's okay that they let him. I, I mean, I, I think if Horford wanted to be there, he would have been there. Because I don't see any reason why the Celtics would have been like. I don't see the reason why oh, he felt like he didn't want to stay. I don't think. I mean, I don't think he's gonna get the minutes that he wants. I think if he has the idea of like prolonging his career, it's a good fit to be with the Sixers. But we've did. talked about yeah. the fit is we'll we'll discuss it later. Yeah. But All I right. just think Horford should have stayed there, and, and yeah, that's a fun team. They're gonna be they're gonna win more than forty. Was it 40? forty-eight and a half? They're gonna win more. 40. I think a lot of people look at that and they're like, oh, that's too high. They got worse, but it's like it's a big. I think it's, they got better overall based off of just the mental side of things. Like the guys are gonna be a little bit more free to do what they want. Yeah, like for sure. Kyrie is like. And there's a chip on your shoulder of like, hey, like you yeah. didn't need this guy, yeah. and he's in our he's in our division. Like he, yeah. like yeah, you know, no, I don't play Kyrie four times yeah. a year. But like, let's leave that into the Nets. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right, they're sitting at 44 and a half, which is a very interesting number. I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm staying away. Yep. They're a very talented team, but they also lost a lot of the players last year that were very productive in their role. And it's 
it's weird this year. I'm not gonna okay, I'm not gonna say it's weird, but it's a lot that needs to be adjusted to. Obviously, I mean, I, they just lost a lot of guys, yeah. but they gained a lot of guys. Where do you stand? So with the Nets, they play hard. I, I like their system. I their like coach their culture. Has, yeah. yeah. And I don't think Kyrie's going to be a problem. I think they're going to give Kyrie the keys and let him go. I think Kyrie's going to average 29 a game with this team. Like I think he's going to be really good. There's, there's a, They lost a lot. And the thing is, you're hoping that Levert comes back to – being himself a little bit because he he was he was good but he, he could tell he, he yeah. wasn't right and so if he is able to come back and be kind of like the Robin to Kyrie, there there's a chance that they go over and, and that's why there's a stay away because like they could easily so go for over. sure stay away from me. Um, same love- thing if Kyrie gets hurt or Kyrie starts doing Kyrie things and the fit isn't there right away because there's a chance that they stumble out of the gate just with a, such a new team. Yeah, it, but there's so many moving yeah. pieces. They don't have one true four on their roster. They love. I think Rondé's still there, right? They, they, no, he's in. He's in Toronto. Interesting. They lost. They lost a lot. So it's for me. It's like they don't have a true four. They're probably going to go Kyrie, Joe Harris. I would assume Karis Levert at the three, and then they're going to have to start either Wilson Chandler, maybe Prince. Torian Prince at the four. Or they like a crew. There's no way they go. No, they probably start Crooks, honestly. But there's no way they go DeAndre and Allen. I don't. I don't know how that's going to play out. That fit doesn't really make sense. They're both uh, the same player. It makes me sick thinking about DeAndre. And Jared Allen being on this floor yeah. at the same time. Uh, no, there's zero chance that happens. <laughs> but And then you have Dinwiddie. I, again, the, the talent's there of a 44-45 win team. They're going to be right around that number. And they They're have right the, the coaching and the staff in place. I'm completely staying away. Yeah. Too yeah. many moving parts. They're going to – I think there's going to have – there's going to be some times where they go off and have knockout eight eight wins in a row, but there's going to be times where they're going to struggle. They literally are – their whole team's different, and so I'm, I'm staying away completely. Is there a case do you see at all they, they get to 50, 52 wins? No. Kyrie has an, an MVP case if they're there. If, if, they, if they win 50-plus games, uh, damn. He's you, gonna, what do you think his number is going to be this year? Because I think – If I had to like, set the over, I put his total – point total at 25. I put his assists at 7. Is it six actually? Because Dinwiddie is is going to demand the ball a little bit too. Uh, I mean, who cares about the rebounds? But twenty five so, and six. It, it, it's weird that you think like Kyrie could easily average thirty five a game, but he doesn't. Like he he for whatever no, reason he seems kind of go with like the ebbs and he flow goes with the, the flow. Yeah, like we even saw last year. Like he didn't shoot probably as much as he could because he was trying to integrate. But like, there's t- way too many things moving no, moving around is, here. Yeah, we're not Complete stay away. This, yeah. um, they're gonna be damn fun to watch for sure it, yeah and i think Kyrie's the world's gonna see again i mean even the pod knows you love listen no, i love Kyrie. Love i think he's, he's awesome guy. and so I, and I thought the fit was terrible and and, <laughs> and even in brad steven's system we're like Kyrie just wants to dance and, yeah. and, and ball in his hands and that's not steven's system no and whereas the nets they gave the all the freedom to yeah, go, hey they, run pick and roll run pick and roll so run, pick and roll you're replacing him with Kyrie, Kyrie. essentially yeah, and and they have guys like Karuks, um, Joe Harris. Like there, there's a chance. Karis. Karis. Yeah. And I, so th- there's just too much going on here. Yeah, I think on. they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'd lean over, barely. But uh, no, I'm I'm not even going to lean. I'm just completely just staying away. Well, right. So the thing with them too is like you mentioned, like they just play hard every night. Like there is, I mean. Oh, you have no doubt. Harris went out, and it was literally like you just go into Brooklyn, and they're just it's a dog. They were fight. dog fighting, and every- hopefully. 
doesn't change with Kyrie being there because there is something with D'Angelo. That team was just all underdogs. Yeah, Rondé. So like, it's a different looking team. Yeah, like it's, it's so. Who knows how that's gonna fit? For sure. So yeah, we stay. I'm with that. you. We're same page here. All right, this is a uh, another. No, we're gonna wait. We're gonna go one more, and then we're gonna go to another official play. I have. All right, we're gonna go to the Pistons. They're sitting at 37 and a half. You look at them, kind of a boring team on paper. Um, but 37 and a half is a little bit low. Last year, last year they won. Let's see. Last year, and essentially the same team. Last year they won 41. Um, so then you would think, like, no, like knowledge would tell you, like. All right, they won 41 last year. They're essentially the same team. Added Derrick Rose. Added Derrick Rose. They now um, – they Drummond and Blake have a year playing together. I mean, you have Re- – I'm not a fan of Reggie Jackson at all, but you have <laughs> Reggie Jackson there. So, for me, I, I think I, I look at it and I probably lean over. You get Kennard a year – another year of Kennard. You pick up Markeith. They signed Joe Johnson. They signed Joe. He was balling out. <laughs> In the big three, bro. Oh, man. Detroit um, basketball. I'm staying away, though. Yeah. Um, the kid from France, know nothing about him. Nothing. I, I think this Goya. is not a year where he shows out. This is more of a year where he watches and, and saves up some good some good bench. Yeah. I think I think he, he, he's not ready for the NBA. So, that's the thing that's so tricky with this team is, like, Blake plays good, and Blake puts up good numbers, and he always keeps, you know – He's a problem to go against every night, and you go and do Detroit on a Tuesday, and you don't want to go to Detroit on a Tuesday. It's just a problem. Yeah. And like it's, that's the thing with Blake, and I think the why I'm leaning under with this is at some point Blake's got it. The athleticism's going to go, and we saw the knee injury. You think it's next year? Could be. I just think the knee injury. He's he's it's building up a little bit. Um, he but he's not a guy anymore that relies on his athleticism. He has game. No, like, he has he's game. A baller. You shoot. You pass. And you're right. I mean, year two with that fit, maybe maybe they decide it's not it, and they try to make a move. Maybe they decide. I mean, they don't have the assets to go get anybody that really excites you. Right? No, you're big on the in season trades. Yeah, I, I just am. don't think I, I don't see potential for that many big trades this year. Yeah, there's not too many expiring deals, but as we're seeing with the league shift, I think Beal's the only big name that could get traded this year. I think every other big name already got traded in yeah, the offseason. Last to do this, crazy. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm yeah. going over. I'm not going to play yeah, it, I'm but I'm, I'm leaning I'm, the over. I'm, we at least have, I think this is the first one of the first ones we disagreed on. We yeah. had a couple, but this one I'm I'm not going to go over it on. You're just not going to play it, which means that I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't know if they're a playoff team. But playoff, I think so. What do you, in the East? What gets you? Because they're going to be a seven or eight seed if they're in. Same as last year. Yeah. So I would say in the East, probably forty wins. Forty. Last year, last year the cutoff was forty-one wins. I think they're right around there. I don't know if they're getting in. But I think they're around thirty-eight to forty wins. I don't have I mean, enough as long as you there. Win some money doesn't matter. But this yeah. is one that you know, I don't have enough there on. to be yeah. like I'm putting my money on this. But you would think Drummond and no, <laughs> not even close. Drummond and Blake. I think enough is there. Year two, and they seem to have good chemistry. Where it's like you add Derek, you have Reggie. Again, Reggie sucks, but it's like he's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm staying away, but I'm I'm, I, from this team. I just can't put my money on it and, and watch a Detroit game. There's just nothing yeah. there that's exciting me about it. I don't see the moves they can make. I'm big on the moves, as, as you've you know, alluded to. I just think that there's – with the East, if you're a team that gets off to a hot start and you have the, the assets to go make a move, like yeah. – Is yeah, there a world where the Hawks or the Bulls try to go get a Bradley Beal? I don't know if he fits really – I mean, Bradley Beal fits anywhere. That yeah. doesn't – he's the one chip – 
that can go. You love Bradley. Lo- I, I think he's – I want him back in the playoffs. I think he'd yeah. be great on a contender. But it's the same thing. It's like you're going to have to give up a haul to get him. He's like 25 years old. It's yeah. crazy. I feel it. And then AD are in the same draft. So Yeah. All right. We're going to get to a team now that I've uh, – I locked it in like a couple months ago. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. And it's going to come out of left field. But it's the Orlando Magic. And their total sitting at 41 and a half, and I'm smashing the over. And I think it's another one of those teams where, like, the Celtics and the Knicks, you just – you kind of see the Orlando Magic. They've never really been relevant since Dwight left. And you see 41 and a half, and you're like, I don't know. You know, it's like, whatever. But for me, this team shows all the signs of a team that makes a big jump. They just remind me everything about them. They have a team that just was the eighth seed, right? And they got a little taste of the playoffs. They're like, boys, that was kind of fun. Like, let's do that again. And so everyone's back. And then you have, because this is where teams make big jumps. Obviously, teams make big jumps either when they add a huge free agent or when their young guys go from second year to third year and get a lot better or first year to second year and get a lot better or even third to fourth year and get a lot better. And they have a lot of those guys. I think Aaron Gordon takes another big jump. San Jose legend, shout out. San Jose legend. <laughs> just for the viewers, we threw, we threw the Ball's Life mixtapes mm-hmm. on. Some of the AAS finals mixtapes will come on. He's finally become – coming. He's every year's gotten better. He went from a guy who's like, I'm just going to dunk, I'm just going to block, to now – I've got a low-key, I've got a handle. Low-key, I can shoot not just spot up, but off the dribble. He's gotten better every year, You so he's going to get Still better. Young. Mo Bamba's going to get better. Mo Bamba's hurt all year. I, I don't think people realize, like, maybe they do realize, but he's got an unbelievable, like, frame, and I think he has the mind for it, and he's going to take a huge leap. I think he's just quietly chilling under the radar. Jonathan Isaac is another one of those guys who I think really just – Gets it. Wants to get better every year. Started for them last year as a 19-year-old. He's going to take a huge jump. So those three guys alone taking huge jumps. You bring back Terrence Ross, who was an absolute bucket for them last year. You bring back Vooch, all-star. You have Evan Fournier, who I think has slowly gotten better year after year. He was a monster in the World Cup. I, I, I mean, you have Markel Fultz, who's just chilling there quietly Continue we'll to see. doubt him. We'll Continue see, to yeah. doubt him, bro. You'll see. I'm not going to say he's an all-star, but Does like. Does he get the opportunities? Because, I mean, they have a hole there. They need. A, they know. have a hole, dude. Like, yeah. DJ Augustine's going to do what you need him to do. I, I just think this team could literally, I'm not joking, could go win 48 games. 50 yeah. games, bro. I, I think this team shows has everything you need to go be a really good team this year. And go be the three seed in the East. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone is going to be with me on that. No. Didn't they right they brought in Aminu too, right? Yep. Good, pit, good piece. Dog. Dude, this so, team might be the, okay. the number one seed in the East, okay, bro. Okay, so let's break this down then. And why I'm not on the same page with you about this. And, and I'll throw this at you, and then I'll rest my case with my in-season trades. This is the Bradley Beal team. And the light bulb went off in my head as we were talking about it. Because I do – there are certain aspects of this team that I love. There's certain like what everything you alluded to. We love Aaron Gordon. He is a San Jose legend. Anybody that's from the area knows how good Aaron Gordon oh, is. And he was putting on a show down at Midi can't every do night. Anything with all those bigs clogging up the lane. He's not a shooter. I like it, the ball being in Aaron Gordon's hand. I like him being in the open floor. They have and and what them giving Vucevic that money tells me that 
It's going to be Bamba. It's going to be Isaac. Maybe even both of them. Package to go get Bradley Beal. You need a guard. You're not going to ever win in this league without an electric guard. Bradley Beal fits that team perfectly. I'm on both sides. I get it. I can see you it. And they have, the, they have the capital to go get him. But again, I'm always going to lean on the side. And I think the reason why I think like this is because I've seen it firsthand. I remember the days where people were like, play for Kevin play Love. For Kevin Love. Play for Kevin Love. And I'm not going to lie. I was down. I was down. But I've seen it firsthand. Like, if you have guys that you've invested in who want to win, have the physical ability, and have their head on straight, invest, 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 and you can see the rewards. And I think too many nowadays, everyone wants to go get the flashy guy. Everyone wants to go get that free agent. Everyone wants to trade for that star. This is the star you want, though. Are I know you're a Beal guy, and I love Beal too, them? bro. But And going back to what you said, clog the paint, bro. Like, Bomba maybe, but, but even Bomba can bring it out and shoot mid-range jumpers. Vooch can stretch the floor. Isaac was chilling in the corner for a lot. I think those guys give you spacing. Like, I don't think – No, and I think I, I, that's where – Unless that deal, unless you feel confident in that deal, and, and I don't know if the Wizards would want to do that deal, just trading him, you know, in commerce. But if, if I'm Wizards, the Wizards and I get Isaac Bomba in a first, I'm yes. one thousand. So I'm gonna do, do that, Isaac and Bomba for Beal. So you don't do that if you're the Magic, though. You want to keep your guys. I'm I'm rolling with my. Is, my is it because that you just feel like Beal doesn't bring you a championship? No, it, it has less to do with Beal and more to do with who I like on my squad. See, I, that's I where two... I disagree with you because I just don't see this fit working at all. I have so many concerns with what. What about? It? Give me the fit reason. Aaron Gordon or Isaac? If you have to decide, Isaac can shoot. I, I Gordon can play. That's a not. Three, but I don't want Isaac. I don't want Isaac, Isaac shooting. I want Isaac going downhill putting the ball on the ground. Yeah, but I'm just saying he can chill in the corner and knock it down. You can't start – your three best players, essentially your three best prospects, Gordon, Isaac, and Bamba, can they be on the floor together for 30-plus minutes? I don't think they – They don't have to be. You package them while they're still elite, interesting prospects. There's an argument for sure. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong or dumb. I'm saying I'm going to gamble – not even gamble, like – I, lo- I don't think Gordon, Bomba, and Isaac have to be all three on the floor during crunch time. I think Vooch will be there. And- <laughs> That's the other part of that. So, like, it, so you invested in Vooch, in Vooch you're not you going to get to invest in And you're not going to get any like, – you, you're going to keep him. So that means that yeah. one of those guys, that's just too many bigs. That's if you can get a great deal for Vooch. And, and it's a guard-driven league at the end of the day. We're looking at all these teams that have won. It's a guard-driven league. You need a good, you need a star you need, guard. Uh, yeah. and, and I think I mean, Markel is going to show people a lot of different things. I hope, um, you know, I really hope Markel is going to be fine. But I'm not is- making this bet because of Markel. I'm making the bet because overall I think they have a ton of guys that get better. You like Clifford? From two coach? to three. Yes, I think Clifford clicks with them. I'm not saying as a, in general as a coach, Clifford's like an elite coach, Dr. but I think he works yeah. with this team. And and then you have guys like Ross and Fournier who and Vooch who I know what they're going to give me. And then you throw in wild cards like like Fultz. And then Amino even. like that, This is this team is set This up, team baby. screams over to me. Like, I'm all There's over this. There's a lot this. there. There's a lot there. I have hundreds of dollars on this. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying no. It's going to be a lot of lonely nights for you watching Orlando. Basketball. No, dude. Come watch with me, bro. Okay. You'll see really early. I, this team's going to go win. So you don't think they need to make a move? You think they no. – I don't think I'm, they need to make a move. You they want to win a title. With, you think with this team I just right need now, them to get 42 wins. Yeah, but you pencil them in as a three seed. 
I'm not penciling him in. I'm saying I could see it. I'm penciling him in for the only thing I'm penciling him in for is more than 41 wins. I'm not penciling him in as a three seed. I'm saying I could see it. It, Well, and so that was the thing was like, I was the whole time thinking like, where does Beal fix? I'm a Beal guy. I'm going to die on Bradley Beal. I just think he is a piece that can bring you really deep in the playoffs. And as far as the team, like where he would fit, it's a perfect fit. I I would rather that if I had to get rid of any one of those prospects, it's Isaac that I'm gonna cut bait with, to be honest. Because I want to keep Bamba for everything that you said. I think he's a defensive anchor for 10 to 15 years. The guy is like unique yeah. defensively. I don't want to get rid of him. It's why the Vucevic signing to me didn't make any sense. I I, I get this why it's like, okay, we have Bamba, we're grooming, so but I- but it's like we we're right here where we can finally make a run. Like if Vooch wants to come back, and they got him at a discounted price, like if Vooch wants to come back at that price, I'm not saying no to that. You have to at some point give Bomba the minutes. So he didn't get I think any he, run. Vucevic I don't think was their best player. He was hurt. Can you play Vucevic and Bomba together? No, but so you don't need this, to this year. I'm talking this year, bro. You're getting caught up in me going long term. Like I'm not the GM of the Bamba's Magic. Ready to play now? Huh? Bomba's ready to play. Now. How do we know that? He's 19. Played 20. 5-30 games last year. And he year. was playing like 15 minutes a game. He's your he number was playing five like 20. Kid. That's he's not going to work. And you can't play them Bro, together. You, you, we've I'm seen thinking, guys in the past. Yeah. You, you start them. You give them. Tw- like a lot of stars started playing 15 in their first year. Moved to 25. And then they blow up third year. You have not everyone's like Booker or Donovan. Where you just play them 35 minutes right off the bat. Like Bamba will be good. And his time is coming. But I think he can excel in a 22 to 25-minute game role this year. Okay, so – and you're right. Really what you're just betting on is like they win 42 they win games. 42 games. <laughs> I'm making – I'm rich. Is there a point guard that you would want to see them go get or a get guard? Get That's it, yeah? I just need a solid point guard who's not going to try and do too much. But that's why they have DJ. Like DJ can do that for you. They DJ has a lot of shortcomings. But the rest of the team can make up for those shortcomings. He's going to hit the open shot. He's going to make the right pass. He's going to, for the most part, not turn it over. And, hey, I don't need you to go get me buckets. That's why I have Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon. Vooch is going to make the right play. They're going to play through Vooch a lot. He's almost going to function as a point guard next year. They're going to play out of the post with him a lot. He's going to make the right play. This team is winning 45 to 48. Like I said, I'm happy to – sit there and watch magic no i'm gonna force you to watch magic i want bradley beal on that team and the more i'm thinking about it like you can't tell me that that fit doesn't i'm not saying it doesn't make sense but i'm gonna rule with guys like isaac bomba and gordon what's the deal that that gets that done for you if the wizard if i'm the magic if i'm the magic because clearly your hesitancy is giving up both those guys which it might take it would probably be both of those guys or i would say it would be one of those guys and three first pick Three first round picks to get rid of if you're not going to do both. I think mean, you can do both. Dude, I think that. if I'm getting Beal, I have to deal with Fournier or Ross because it's not going to work with those three. There's not enough. You shots can bring here. them off the bench, dude. It's just and you, weird. but you. It's weird. If 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 I can deal with Fournier, giving giving Vucevic four years, ninety eight, which is a good deal. Like it's a fine deal. You get you get the discounted deal. It's telling me like we're going to roll with Vucevic for four more years. For four more years, I think it, it can be a tradable contract in year two or three. Um, I would stay away from it because it's just a different I have to see there. how it works that this year. But if you're saying that and you can have Vucevic and Beal and and San Jose's finest, Aaron Gordon, you can roll out a good team. That's a competitive team. And of course it sucks giving up both those guys, but 
Terrence Ross's value around the league, Fournier's value around the league. If you're worried yeah. about giving up those bigs, if I, I just, get Bill for I don't Fournier see, first, I don't see a world where they develop Isaac Bamba and AG to all be their full potential. And the more you fuck around with that, and, and the more you give Bamba 15, 20 minutes, he's gonna play more. The more you give Isaac shoot up, shoot in the corner role, the more his value goes down. I I think Isaac can be in the corner at times. It's not always going to be that. But I know what you're saying. It's it's going to be very hard to get AG, Bamba, and Isaac all to their full potential when you have Ross, Vooch. Yes, and and, and the reason the reason teams like Orlando don't do these deals is because you're going to lose somebody in free agency. But you get Bradley Beal with he just signed a new deal. I think he probably has about three more years. I have to go check. Three more years, three or four more years on that deal. You're going to put a culture on him. He seems he stayed in Washington. You know what I mean? Like he seems like a guy. Like if you're able to surround him with a good team, no, he's got the right, he's yeah. the right head on his shoulder. And he's 25 years old. And like, and my thing is like these teams. I get it. Like you hang on to your assets. And maybe I'm living in the Lakers kingdom right now, where we just cash. You definitely in. are. You but you you cash in to go get an asset like Bradley Beal. Like Bradley Beal is an All NBA talent. He was putting up crazy numbers on the Wizards. Yeah, he also is the only and they're one gonna, who could do anything. They're, they're, they would be smart to do that if you're the Wizards. You would be really smart to do that if you're the Wizards. Yes. Ten. Okay. I, I agree. I don't agree. I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree. I know I'm selling you. I don't disagree. I just – I'm rolling with my studs. I, I This is year two for Bamba. This is year three for Isaac. This is year five for Gordon. Let just, me see what I have here. We can reassess down the line if the fit's yeah. not there. But this, first of all, I'm talking about 42 wins for the most part, bro. <laughs> no, you, I'm talking about 42 I love, wins. I want Brad Beal on this team. I know you do, bro. I know you do. And that is a team that makes noise because, as we've alluded to, they're the making East, noise next year. No, the East is up. Like, East is up for grabs. Like, Bucks had a great year. I don't know if that team beats the Bucks. I would never even no, I have to see the fit. The Bucks, but. There's there's something to be said there. That would be a fun team if Bradley Beal goes there. And Bradley Beal is the only one realistically that I see getting dealt. Yeah, out of the star guys. I agree. All right, we got to speed this up because we've been <laughs> long. We just spent a lot of time on the Magic, and we still got four pretty interesting teams left. So I've got a three official plays: Magic over, uh, Magic over, Knicks over. And uh, Celtics over. So my play is I'm going to have a lot of You've weird nights. We'll, re- we'll recap it at the end, but okay, let's go yeah. Pacers at 46 and a half. Initial thoughts. I'm staying away. Staying away. Staying away, staying away because – I lean over though. But we don't know with Depot. The timetable is really rough. They're not going to rush him back from a torn quad. No, there's um, no reason to rush him back. Where – I mean, the, McMillan's a good coach. They have a lot of good pieces. They lost Bogdanovich, which I wasn't – I thought – I'm glad yeah. they let him go because there was way too much money to pay for Bogdanovich. Um, Brogdon, they gave good money to, but I think Brogdon's a good player. Brogdon's a, He's a, a solid stud. guard. I think for me – That loss hurts the Bucks more than I don't think anybody's going to – we'll see it right away. We'll see I it agree. right away how important he was to the Bucks. He was very important to what they do there. Um, for me, it's like I love their front – or their backcourt, but – backcourt. I love their front court, but we've never seen them play together. There's a lot of – they lost a ton of guys and they brought in a ton of guys. And on paper, they should be a very good team. But, like, uh, there's an adjustment period to, again, Sabonis and Turner have never played together. Like, it was always one or the other. Then you have – you lose Thaddeus. You lose Darren Collison. You lose Bogdanovich. Oladipo, you don't know when he's coming back. Obviously, you get Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren, and Brogdon. 
So there's just too many moving parts. Those are a lot of really nice pieces, though. Like the way you I agree, them. and I think TJ Leaf can be decent. I think Aaron Holiday can be decent. It's it's 46.5 is right where it should be. It's a team that has just as much talent as anyone in the East outside of probably the Bucks. TJ McConnell, a good backup point guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ultimate respect to the dude. He literally just willed himself to, into the league. But there's just way too much going on here. I could see him winning over 46. I could see him winning under. And again, this is a super fun team, and I wish we could spend more time talking on them. But because for me, it's a layoff. Like we don't need to go. Yeah, we don't need to go too deep into it. They're a good team that I think will be in the thick of it down the line. But there's too many things going on. I don't know how TJ Warren, Lamb, and um, Brogdon integrate right away, and then we don't know. They're going to be at that number to all the gamblers out there listening to this pod. Don't lose your money on this one. Yeah, you. It's going to be covering. They're going to be on pace for literally 46 all year long. They're going to be sweating, and it's going to. Oh, you're going to be sweating all year long. And then come down to April, it's literally going to come down to one or two games, and, and you're going to get the rest Victor game. Yeah, and then we'll you mail it in against yeah. the Bucks. No, exactly. I'm with you there. Um, let's go to the Miami Heat sitting up 43 and a half. Initial thoughts for me: This is something when I saw it, I was like, "That's way too high." Did you forget Jimmy Butler just signed? No, it? I didn't. That's the thing. Like the, it's just. It's weird because last year was such a weird season for them. Last year they won like 38 games. Gorn was hurt for a lot of the year. They had the whole Hassan thing. I don't know. I really don't know. I, again, Jimmy's one of those players where like I – it is so tough to peg his value, like how much he leads to winning. On one hand, you can see like this guy is a winner. He leads to winning. Like the, the guy, because he cares so much about winning, but that doesn't necessarily always translate. So for me, this is a complete, this is another stay away for me. I lean under because I think 43 and a half. Uh, nah, this is where it should be. This is where it should be. But there's so much there's going so on. There's so much there. going on. Yeah. I, I think what's their starting lineup? Drogic, Butler, Winslow, Olenek, uh, Bam. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I would guess their their front court is not something. I mean, I really like Bam. It's all over the place. Myers Leonard. We might start Myers Leonard, maybe. Bam, Myers Leonard, James Johnson, like. So you still have the bad contracts in Miami, and that's been the case for the last couple of years. Looks like that they just are unable to um, bring together like a, a solid team. And so the thing is, though, that I think that this I would lean over actually with this is. I saw Jimmy Butler take those bad Bulls teams to to similar numbers, similar records. Goran Dragic, I think, is a point guard that he hasn't played with that I think would fit well with him. Not yeah, somebody I like who's that ball fit. dominant. Yeah, we saw in the playoffs how important Jimmy Jimmy's Butler a was. dog. Yeah, and, and I think he brings he, something about him being a leader on that team. He fits perfectly with Miami's culture. I like think he's much no bullshit. Yeah, when like you better not be he's out of shape. Talk. Yeah, like I think there. I think that's a perfect fit for Jimmy Butler. Literally, I that like you couldn't handpick a better team no. and yeah. culture. And so I think because Jimmy of Butler. that, he's gonna have a really big year. Like Jimmy Butler is one I'm penciling in that he, we're gonna have just crazy Jimmy Butler nights. And I think we forgot about it because they were so talented in Philadelphia. Yeah, they were. There's just so many good players. There's there. so many guys. There's but, so many mouths to feed. And same even with. Um, Who are you taking, Jimmy Butler or Bradley Beal? Bradley Beal. Like like to go win a game. Like right now, like not long term, go win one game. Obviously, it's such a hard question because you don't know what the rest of the team Um, looks like. But if you're building to win one game, I think I'd probably go Jimmy Butler. 
I think Bradley Beal. I think the team that we've watched Bradley Beal take to, I mean, whatever the Wizards' record was last year wasn't great, but it was should have been way worse. And like he single handedly won a couple of those games because when he gets hot, he's just like, yeah, it's over. And yeah, there's so much attention to him. He's I, I had him on DraftKings a lot of nights, yeah. and that that guy would he's, just he's eat. the perfect two guard. Like yeah. we were talking, like the just, you know, eat. you have certain fits, but he can do everything. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Again, this is a stay away. I think that line is right where it should be. Yeah, I would Jimmy Butler's a great you would lean fit. Under, so you would lean under? Is that kind I, of I originally leaned under. I, you, the more we talk about it, I could see it, but I'm staying away. So a lot of these we talked that away, forty gets you into the playoffs. In, in probably, the, probably. So if, if it's if probably the playoff under, team, but last year you, you would under. probably think this is a playoff team. I, I wish there's – I'm going to see if there's a way I can bet that the Magic win the division over here. Them. Yeah, there's a path there. I think I would say the Heat are probably the favorites, right? For sure. I mean, their total is higher than yeah. the Magic, so yeah, I assume makes so. sense. Okay. Um, yeah, this one stays away. Staying away. Yeah. All right, we got two teams left, and they're probably the two best teams in the East. Which one do you want to start with? That's my guy. <laughs> All right. We want to go. Let's go, Bucks. Let's do it. So totals the highest out of any team in the in the whole league right now, sitting at fifty-seven and a half. Last year, obviously, had the monster year, won sixty games. Where you where are you going with this? It's a stay away. It's just such a high number. It's such a high number. Like everything, ha- like if one thing happens, and like you talked about with Brogdon, like I think they're going to miss him a lot more than people think. I don't think they're going to have any issues. Um, being the first seed in the East, really? You don't think the other team? I think it's a lock. I think a lock to win the East. I think, and that, it really starts and ends with Giannis. I think he gets even better this year. I think last year's loss really is going to sting. I think it really stung this this off season. I think they did every for them to be as good as they were in the regular season, and then to lose to the Raptors, like, like the and and it wasn't like oh, last minute shot, like. We easily could have won. Like the Raptors outplayed them. The Raptors outplayed them they that series. Him, they had them. And I think it's going to eat eat up Giannis. I think he comes back even better. You, he shows all the signs of having not just – we talk about team players with winning mentalities, but like Mamba mentality. Like literally my life is basketball, and I'm going to just stop at literally nothing. And then his, his mind's in the right spot. It's not about – I want to come win MVP. I want to go they do this, which is like guys like you see with Harden, Russ. Like they're not going to outwardly say. But you, know, you meanwhile, you have Harden talking about like, dog. Like I should have been MVP the past few years. Like Giannis doesn't care about that. He wants to win. And if your leader's doing that, I, I mean, fifty-seven and a half is where it should be. I think they win anywhere from fifty-seven to sixty games again. Yeah, I mean, um, the thing with Giannis and you know. I definitely know uh, I left him out of my top five. Uh, last time I was on the podcast, I want to go check that one out. It's the All Lefty podcast. A little <laughs> bit of top five action. He's, yeah. he, he's in there for me, and I totally blanked on it. It's one of those things where it's like no shit kind of, right? Like, yeah. The guy, everything about his story, the way he plays, he's going to take another jump, and that's yeah, crazy. He literally think. is. Same what you talked about. I mean, he didn't look good in the World Cup, but they also like – I'm sure the Bucks it's gave – It's just a different – the yeah, Bucks gave real, you for know. Sure. Hey, Greece, we're gonna let this go, but but you don't, yeah. you do not yeah. even come close to no. like no, no, yeah. Exactly. So um, I don't dig too much into that. The Brogdon thing. Where do you stand? Are you because there is a case to be made where you could convince me like 
Yeah, eighty-five million. Like we'll we'll save that money and, and figure something out. Uh, you had to pay Chris Middleton. It's not a good number. It's gonna that contract's gonna. It's be tough. Bad. This is where it gets tough as a GM. Like this is where they make their money because, on one hand, you have a guy who's hugely important to what they do, Brogdon. On another hand, that's probably too much money to give Brogdon. You know, and and if you're be- choosing between Middleton and Brogdon, you probably got to go Middleton. So Brogdon's I get it. Forty ninety last year. One of five players. Like, <laughs> I, I know, like he's extremely valuable, but uh, I don't think I could pay him that money. So where are you leaning? So let's. let's I'm leaning under. I'm leaning over. Okay, I, I'm definitely leaning over. I'm. Not, I can tell you right now, as opposed to the Hawks Bulls, I've already decided I'm not playing it. But this team is gonna. This team is gonna come back with a vengeance this year, and it's essentially the same team they just lost Brogdon, which. That's saying a lot, actually. You don't just lose Brogdon and, well, and you're chilling. You, you, you have Eric Bledsoe. I mean, you have Eric Bledsoe, and yeah. he is what he is. Exactly. I think in some cases, like, he's flawed. He's a flawed guard. but He is, especially in this time. But he doesn't have to be that Giannis, guard that a lot of guys – You have Giannis every night, and that is something that you just, like – that's where they, like they, – And have. you have guys like Brooke Lopez who, yeah, maybe Bledsoe can't shoot. But Brooke Lopez is going to stand from 30 feet and drill threes. He's literally Splash Mountain out there. What a right? great, like, fit. Yeah. And, I, and, and same thing. Like, Bud is a great coach. But um, literally, it's just – They're going to have nights when – They're like the Rockets in terms of, like, paint or three. Middleton, you can take a mid-range jumper if you want, but, like, it's the paint or the three. And so, yeah, Giannis is going to take another step. And I don't even know if I need him shooting threes. I don't you – But know, you're leaning under. But I'm Just because the number's really high. It, the number's really high. 57 and, games and is a lot of win. And I think you got you had Brooke Lopez last year on a $3 million deal. A great player on your roster at $3 million. It gives you a lot of flexibility to do a lot of different know. things. That's why they could – and then Brogdon was and now, like, yeah. on his rookie deals. Yeah, so so that changes things. And it changes what you can do. I mean, who's going to take a George Hill deal? Who's going to take an Eric Bledsoe deal? Like, where, where do you make another move? Yeah. That being said, like, that number is very much reachable. I don't think they finish as a top team in the East. I need the second Sixers. team. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to them. They're, they're and I, the it's funny. Team. I had said that I questioned the fit with them. Um, and we can talk about I that later. Too. But the talent is there. I, yeah. I question, I, I'm a little concerned defensively with this team, in all honesty. The Bucks. Yeah. Brogdon was a great defender. Yeah. And you have to be able to guard point guards in this league. I think Eric Butts is a good defender too. But you're, you know, adding what you add with shooting, you sacrifice it with defense. So it's yeah. really hard to get these 3 and D wing guys in this league. So you're adding Kyle Korver. You have. You know, Connaughton, like these guys, they, they have shooters everywhere, and that's how you have Snipers to play. Everywhere. Yeah, that's how you have to play with Giannis. Yeah, it's just defensively, it's it's not you know the best fit. I agree. I'm gonna lean over. I'm not gonna play it because the total's high, and and Giannis gets you hurt, think- Middleton gets hurt. It's a different ball game. But last year they all stayed healthy. Does Giannis repeat? I don't know. I think Steph. I mean, I, I, Steph, this is Steph's, Steph's. This is Steph's year. Anthony Davis. We we, is, we know where we stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We we stand. got yeah. we got our guys who we're riding with. But yeah, I mean, Giannis could easily win MVP again, and I think he will definitely be in the conversation because he's hungry. He is unbelievably hungry. Last year hurt him, and I think he's going to come back with absolute vengeance this year. Not sure. I'm not going to say they're going to. No. Does they're, Middleton? They're does Middleton take a step back? I don't know. Back? I think he he doesn't maybe take a step back. He but, played great last year. He's an all-star. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's going to be I think part of that all-star. was how good they were. All right, let's finish up with the Sixers. Total sitting at 54 and a half, and I'm going to tell you right now I'm staying away. Talon is off the charts. I, I really think 
And, and I, I'm bef- right before the season, I'm going to do my first ever solo pod, and I'm just going to give you my top 10 players. Just straight up, no bullshit, no narratives. Like, straight yeah. up, f- top 10 players who are going to lead to winning. And Simmons is not in my top 10, but he's damn, damn close. And I think after this year, he'll be considered a top 10 player. But the fit. There's so many moving parts. I think you see it, saw it last year with the start of the year with the Sixers. Like it just takes a lot for guys all to get on the same page. And you have Embiid, Simmons, Tobias, Al Horford, and Josh Richardson. And Richardson and, and Horford are are no nonsense guys. But I still think it's going to be like, all right, we got to figure this out a little bit. And, and that's so where 54- the, that's where the number concern is. Like they're but by the time the playoffs come, they're going to be a well-oiled machine, assuming all goes you would well. Hope. The fit. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like it's going to take time. That's the thing. Like they, yeah. like the Bucks aren't going to miss a beat, and it's going to take time for the Sixers. That being said, they can still win a lot of games in the East, even if their the fit isn't there yet, and it's still oh like, yeah, they, and they, they, they will because I like, think even on their worst nights when nobody's hitting a jumper, because obviously the shooting is a big concern with that team, and like even on nights when nobody's hitting anything and yeah. you're playing terrible, sloppy games. You're gonna still beat the shit out of the Hornets yeah. and the Wizards. The Wizards so, and the Cavs. So, so like that's where like I'm gonna lean over, and this is something I might take over. Fifty four really? and a half. I think they can win. I, I think they're it. gonna be the one seed. And, and it's funny, I was very critical on the last pod about you were, the fit and for good reason. The fit's weird. I didn't like the Tobias Harris signing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. for that money. For that money. Yeah, and losing JJ Redick. I'm you know a big JJ Redick guy. I think he's a good shooter. I think yeah, he you love turned into podcast. a quality defender. <laughs> The JJ Reddick podcast, another great <laughs> podcast. Um, we'll be up there one day. Yeah, we will. So I just think for me, and the Josh, they got Josh Richardson for a steal, really. I mean, yeah, they just, I think that's part of why I don't, with the heat, going out of the heat, like losing him is going to hurt. But this is the thing, it was like, give Ben Simmons the keys now. With Jimmy Butler's out, Ben Simmons is going to have the keys. And as you said, next year he'll be a top 10 player in the league. He will. He's, he, he's like, going to add to the jumper. Yeah. He has. He's, People don't realize how good he is. Yeah. That was the thing. Is like you could see, like his numbers are still there. He's still good, but Jimmy wants the ball. Jimmy is Jimmy, and like that's yeah. not an easy thing for like when you have a talent like Ben. And the best way to use Ben is just give him the ball and let him go. And let like, him go. Sometimes he's gonna finish at the rim. Sometimes he's gonna. And like Tobias is a good player. Not it's just not the, for the amount they paid him. No. Yeah. And I think they have like there's certain guys that can replace him. Like or not replace him, but like you can find like. Like Zyra Smith's another one who's coming back. Interesting guy. Who knows? Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I could see. In a perfect scenario, the Sixers are the first seed to get 57 to 58 wins. But so I think the think... adjustment period is going to be a little bit. So this is a stay away from you. It's another stay away. Really? It's another I, stay away. The more I, I'm talking myself into the over, just yeah. because of yeah. the, the talent and, and just how deep they are, I really am concerned about the fit. I really am. doesn't seem like you're that concerned about it, bro. <laughs> I'm about them winning a championship. I think I will get my money at 54 and a half. Like, it's yeah, really, that's fair. So gambler, you bet on literally half these teams, bro. Yeah. Oh, I had to, <laughs> well, so the thing is I had to pick one contender cause I'm not going to be watching. Like it's going to be a lonely night. As yeah. far as the Cavs, no, and I'm going to get you on DraftKings, which will, <laughs> which will have you watching sun's wizards on a fucking, which Tuesday I still, night, I love bro. like there's games yeah. where I still love watching games. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I have to pick one contender, and the contenders That's are good. all just those numbers are, are high, uh-huh, and there's yeah. just a lot of moving parts, which is why I just think this is the one. If I had to put my money on one, I would say that. Yeah, that's I fair. Lock, I would lock in the Sixers. I think that number's low. The Bucks one is. I mean, they're going to give the Bucks okay. three more games. You know. Yeah, and I, I think so. It's where where do you? So to recap, I am dude. I, I wonder how much he's going to do that in the season. The Harden one, like <laughs> Steph did that first. By the way, I don't. There were some games. People don't remember a couple years ago where he would come off a screen and just 
off one leg. Anyways, recapping, I've locked in the Magic over 41.5. I've locked in the Knicks 26.5. And and I've locked in the Celtics over 48.5. I'm still – I'm heavily leaning both the over for the Bulls and Hawks. I haven't officially decided it, like whether I'm playing. I haven't officially decided, hey, I'm going to play it, but I will let you guys know when I do. But those are my two other like heavy leans. And it sounds like you have a lot to narrow down to. So you. Yeah, I got I to gotta go back to the drawing board a little bit because um, I picked a lot of bad teams. But that was the thing is like when I'm looking at the East here and for all there's the gamblers. Room for, yeah, there's value. There, the values with the, yeah. with the bad teams, I know like. That's not necessarily the fun choice because, like, but if we're talking about making money, yes. we feel like we can yeah. make money with basketball and what we know. Exactly. Th- this is where you have to look because there's such a discrepancy with the top where those numbers are so high. Yeah. Like all those teams, I mean, Nets, Celtics, like, there's one bad thing, and and that can be said for any team. But I feel like a lot of these numbers are so low. Like, the Wizards and Cavs have to play each other multiple times. Exactly. Like, like, so somebody's so gonna win that between game between the Wizards, Cavs, and Hornets. One of those teams is gonna so go over one, their total. Um, you know. And this is your pod. You're the you're the gambler here. So uh, the ones that I'm for sure locking in is the Hawks. Got it. That that number is crazy to me. Like I think they're going to be a playoff team. Got but it. The way you feel about the Magic, I, 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 it's the Warriors mold. And even as yeah. a Lakers fan, I respect the Warriors. I love the way they play. I think they're building something similar out there. Playing a lot of young guys yeah. is is you know nervous, but they're going to run. They're going to run and gun. They're going to run. They're so, going to figure it out. They're yeah. going to learn on the job. So you got the Hawks locked in. Yes, I also have the Bulls locked in. Bulls locked in. Those are the two I'm considering. And then the, the final one, I would say, <laughs> realistically, I don't know about the Cavs just because I don't know if I care. Yeah, that one kind of shocked and me though. I was like, bro, it's a low chill. Twenty-three and a half. I really. It's you know, low, but it's low for a reason. <laughs> I think Garland is going to be good. I the Kevin Love thing is where like I think they're going to trade Kevin Love, and so if that's the case, and then from holy there, it's shit, like, I can just we're done out in Cleveland. Like, burn my money. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, that's the one I'm probably going to stay away from. And then the Sixers, I'm hitting on the Sixers going over. And uh, like I said, there's just so much talent on that team. What do you think they roll out as far as their lineup? And like, what, yeah, for them to be successful, does it do? No, I think that's what it's the obvious one in terms of it's it's Simmons. It's Josh Richardson, it's, it's Tobias, Horford, and MB. It's your top dogs, and then weird, stagger, weird stagger minutes from there. Stagger them, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a fucking great that's starting five. That's an unbelievable vibe. starting five. And we'll see how it goes. I think they're going to take yeah. some time to transition, as they should. It doesn't just come together like that. Um, but they're down the stretch. You, you know yeah. they're going to be in it. So, again, thanks for listening, guys. This has been the Eastern Conference Over-Under podcast with my boy Adam. I will link your Instagram. I'll link the Twitter um so i'll have this up by the end of the day i'll post this with the western conference one and the official plays as we get closer to the season i'll have a podcast again we got the top my top 10 players no bullshit coming out i'm gonna have a, a couple of episodes on just fantasy who i think are some sleepers heading into this year i know fantasy basketball is not as big as fantasy football but i love it um and then as we get into the year me and adam will have nights where we come home from work on a tuesday wednesday watch games and and every week if I'm gonna go. I don't think I can do a podcast on every game I bet. I was thinking about that. Weekly thing, but like, yeah, exactly. And and on Twitter, I will always have my plays coming out for the day. So follow me at at Hoops Drive. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have a just a beautiful weekend. I know me and Adam will, um, and we'll be back again soon. Thanks again, Adam. Yeah.